welcome to your aunties could never, never um, family gathering. Your favorite aunties have arrived and the party can start. I'm Auntie AK and I've come to the party with Auntie Nana and Auntie Shade. And sending big, big, massive love to Auntie Farah. Today's a really important day for her and just sending all the hugs in the world to Auntie Farah. She'll be back soon, guys. I know you lot are missing her. But now, get your plates, get your drinks. We're about to start the party. We, we've got a few technical checks that we just need to go through okay. quickly because today <laughs> is a special day. We are going live on Instagram this is from freaky. our standard format that goes live on YouTube and Facebook. And hopefully it has worked. Has oh it my worked? God, we are actually live. I can That's see it. However, like, Akoi, you need to move over a little bit. What, this way? That was that was why we need to do the check, because well, Instagram same, only same. allows portrait. Yeah. So it's like we kind of got to be in our corners. Am There's I, am I in shot? I yeah, can't see us being that. live, though. Yeah, no, no. Okay, Akoi, yeah, yeah. Stay more, more to that side. Do I, do, do I need to move some more? Yeah, yeah. Which way? Left or right? The same way that you was? I don't know. I don't know. The other way, the other way, the other way. This way. Like, you get get closer to me, that's it. Closer to Akoya, closer to Nana. Yeah. Is she she in now? (laughs) Let's get close. You know, it's it's delayed, so I can't... Close close. Yeah, yeah, she's in, she's in, she's in. Stay there. Oh, this is hard. I'm really to the left of my life. Yeah, same as me, but... I can't see nothing. (laughs) What on, um, are you on Instagram? <laughs> Auntie, I, listen, Auntie Shadow, I'm going to, this is going to be my, um, okay, I'm going to add it to my mad. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> my mad is look. You can't be on your auntie's could never Instagram and see that we're live. You have oh. to do it another account. I'm just it's letting not- you know. That's all. I'm just letting you know how it goes. So, it's <laughs> not just me. <laughs> Letting you know, dude. No, I'm still you. Oh, the delay. I'm still, I'm still off camera. No, you need to move you because you keep moving. It's <laughs> Stay there. No, yeah, I'm... yeah. There's, there's a crazy delay as well with Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's like a good. I think it was like ninety seconds. Woo! I can see. Which us. doesn't sound long, but you know, in um, reality, it is kind of yeah. long. Oh, in... that's so cute. I'm gonna look at watch us on. This is fucking mad. All right. Say nothing. That's really cool. Nana, well done. Auntie Nana, well done. She got the solution. I'm telling you, really I, I like it. this techie stuff. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm still so I'm so at the edge of my table. Hold on. Oh no. <laughs> so how come you lot didn't have to move? Why do I have to move? Because I have moved. I'm right yeah, in the corner. Nana moved and like what was I gonna say? So where I am, because I'm on the bottom, I'm in the middle. Oh, now it's moved again. Oh, my God. I know, it's still as good. Yeah, does it on yours? Okay, yeah. it's, not, it's yeah. not on mine, but um, that's fine. I mean, everybody can hear us, and yeah. obviously this is a podcast, and loads of people listen to us, and so just listen to us. That's <laughs> 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 But okay. Like I said, I'm Auntie AK. I'm here with my my homegirl aunties. Um, how are you, my aunties? Oh, should I? Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> A bit rageful, but generally, <laughs> generally good. And refreshed. And um, yeah, no, all all good, all good. Here. 
Um, okay, so now, like I and said, how are you? I'm mm. good. Um, <laughs> going to light some sage. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, that's I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, we don't have our warm up game, haven't played the game for a while. We shall do, we should, well, we have to wait for Tifara. Yeah. I'm going to jump straight to welcoming to the family, and you know who I'm going to welcome to the family. Who are welcome to the family? Well, okay, I can't do this. This is so stressful. I'm so uncomfortable like this. Um, <laughs> but you don't understand the table. My table is here. Like I'm into like my table. My laptop's here, but I have to sit here. Can't you move your laptop? I don't know because I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna be this hard. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, see, I can't do it. It's weird. I can't. I need to figure it out. Shit. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, we're welcoming the world's niece or nephew to the family. We don't know what, who, what it's going to be. And we're not going to assign any gender because we don't know what the, the, the mother and father are going to do. However, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are pregnant, as they say. And um, the baby will be ours. <laughs> so... <laughs> And that is it. So, opening, <laughs> that's a short one. Our niece or nephew Fenty. Um, I don't know what ASAP's surname is. Uh, actually, Rocky. <laughs> so, our niece. Oh, could, let's look. The niece could be Fenty, and the nephew could be Rocky. That's perfect. So, anyway, we're welcoming the baby to our family immediately. Um, we will be the favourite aunties, no doubt. Um, and that's it. So, that's what I want to do. Welcome the baby to the family. That's it. Okay. So, guys. Before we get into the meaty, juicy, wonderful stuff, if you're listening to the show on our podcast, can you please head over to Apple Podcasts and review and rate the show with your highest, best, most top cyst accolades ever? You see the English I've used there. All the top, 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 top comments. Give it, leave it on your Apple Podcast and also Spotify. Can you like us, rate us, like us, rate us? We want to move to the top and become rich aunties. And you know what rich aunties do? Give great presents. So get us. Um, and that's it. So now we're going to go into what have you heard? This is the part where each of us aunties pick a new story from the past week or today and we break it down and discuss it. First up is Auntie Nana. What have you heard? Why are you on mute, fam? You're on mute, bro. <laughs> Shame. I was all being considerate earlier on just in case there was feedback. Um, yeah, so in... Classic Auntie Nana style, I have found a story that features COVID, um, my favourite subject at the moment. But it's actually Joe Rogan has come under fire for two episodes that he had with two scientists who have a different view to the global narrative about COVID-19. And there's been a few artists, namely Neil Young, who has told Spotify to remove his music from their site or they need to get rid of Joe Rogan and they went with Joe Rogan and removed his music and there's also chitter chatter that Brene Brown the uh what would we call her self-help guru um who's also a part of the science community has also said she will not be uploading any of her podcasts to Spotify um, but that's all she said. So people are speculating that this also has to do with Joe Rogan and the alternative views from the scientists. Just wanted to get 
your thoughts on this and um, if you guys know what the kind of damaging views are that the scientists have said and if having different views on COVID and the tr various treatments for COVID, namely the um, vaccine and how it's been treated in hospital, if scientists have opposing views, is it dangerous for them to talk about it? Auntie Shade. Um, I think those are two different things, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, like, is it dangerous? No, it's not dangerous for them to talk about it um, as long as what they're saying is um, truthful. I get. Do you know what I mean? Like that—that's what it is, or what they what what they know to be truth in in that moment of time. Um, that's the thing. I think like the issue with Joe Rogan is that there is concern that these scientists or whoever it is that they're they're speculating on information that could not be is not substantiated. Uh, I can't say the word substantiated. That's it. Um, and I think that that is that's that's the issue, really. Um, and because his audience is so large, do you know what I mean? Like people can't, you know. I think the fear is like the fear. <laughs> the fear is that this could, this is, this could be fear mongering. That's basic. That's the fear in creating moral panics and actually you know, spreading misinformation. That's 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 the problem. Um, however, it also, alongside that is, well, what is the truth? Do you know what I mean? That's, and that that really is, is part of the issue because we've had so much misinformation about this pandemic. We've had so much misinformation about the vaccine and everything. It's very, very difficult to know what is actually true, what is actually can be like actually fact checked. Like, you know, people are going to, to different sources for their information. You can't just trust the news anymore, right? You can't just trust what's out there. So people do go to things like podcasts or TikTok to get information on things. But at the end of the end, end of the day, as much as I love these platforms and everything like that, you know, their number one thing is about pushing content, you know, so they'll push whatever's popular. That's how the algorithm works. You know, so you can almost say anything, as but as long as you get the views and you get the hits, then you know that's what will be protected. Yeah, I think for me it's um similar. It's just it is a bit mad that you have to have a blanket opinion in a world where we're encouraged to have different opinions, and in especially in the Western place where it's like freedom of speech and we don't dictate this and that and you're you know and definitely the west western countries love to point the, point the finger at countries that don't let their citizens have freedom of speech and really do um edit what they have access to when it comes to freedom of information and things like that however obviously when it comes to something like health you don't want to be um you don't want to be allowing just anyone to give out misinformation and stuff like that but there's there's this weird thing where we're in a place where something like the pandemic no one foresaw well maybe there's a few of you if you're conspiracy theorists that knew what would potentially happen but in general no one really foresaw what was going to happen no one knew how to deal with it 
you know, it does make sense that you try and find a way to combat it by, by medicine. And there are going to be mistakes made. You've got to kind of explore and research and develop on the go. But there has to, it has to be a thing where you I don't feel comfortable with saying that because this person is challenging views, then his show potentially can get removed. And then like we challenge views. There's there's some of us who are for the vaccine and some of us who are anti-vax. No, uh, let me calm down. Not anti-vaxxers, <laughs> but anti the enforcement of being vaccinated, especially <laughs> especially a vaccine that is not proven to cure but to slightly prevent and all that type of stuff because we've got all the stories and everything you can take sides so this is the part that makes me feel uncomfortable because does that mean that aunties could be on, in the line of fire do you get what i'm saying so what does that mean for freedom of discussion and exploring things i don't listen to the joe rogan show so i know that he had what it is like we said the controversial scientist on the show that kind of triggered this like in his extremity um, obviously, we don't want kind of what are they called, you know, the rogue doctors, the the, the wackos, as they call, yeah, no, whatever. You don't want people that just spout wild, wild theories. But it's so hard in this world when you can't even trust your politicians to tell the truth. Who is telling the? Who is who is lying? We don't at this point when you've got governments and politicians who have contracts with the drugs that are made to prevent, you know. To, all this type of stuff. There's people are getting rich off the vaccine, and so with that, there's going to come corruption, no doubt, and a pushing towards this way of thinking. They want us to be chipped. They want us to be easily tra traced. We don't know what all these things are, and I'm not. I'm just to be clear, aunties is not, and I as Auntie AK speaking for myself, I am <laughs> not saying that the vaccine is a chip. I'm not saying none of that. <laughs> just please, I hear me out. But I'm saying there's so many. There's so much. Because we are led by a bunch of people who are not truthful, who are flawed in so many ways, who corrupt the fucking rules that they enforce on us themselves, we are, oh, Auntie, sorry, Auntie Shade disappeared for a second, it threw me. Um, it's really hard to um, say, yeah, this is actually a fair move. However, I would say that if it's proven that Joe Rogan is spreading false information, that's when you should be, and that's damaging to the human race, then I think that's, well, yeah, get your show locked off. But they have to be able to prove that he is spreading misinformation that is actually physically harming his listeners. Auntie Nana. Okay, so I I listened to both of the podcasts that were being challenged in the press recently. Um, and both of the scientists on there are just they're both brilliant scientists so it's like you could like the the latest one that seems to have caused the stir um Robert Malone Dr Robert Malone he's actually one of the pioneers of the mRNA technology that the vaccine actually uses he has nine patents on it so he is he I think there's three of them that worked on this technology that is used in the vaccine that everybody has been given he is one of them so for him to be questioning actually the validity of vaccinating everybody around the world and then being removed from Twitter by questioning something that he pioneered. Like it's, it, that's ludicrous to me. That is way more suspect. He's, he's banned from Twitter, banned from LinkedIn, has videos pulled from YouTube all the time, like can't get a YouTube channel. And this is somebody who's been published for 30 years as a credible scientist. It's like, nah, that, that doesn't wash with me. Like, actually, if he's if he's introducing new theories to the discussion and getting shut down by the establishment, that literally is like, well, you have lots to hide. Um, Joe had a, a rant on um, 
well, not a rant. He just responded to the controversy and then illustrated why he has these conversations with people because they're not allowed to be had. Like they're not getting invited onto the news, which people think that the news is factual when actually they're just opinion shows as well, following various different scientists who have been approved. So he wants to talk to all of the scientists to have a more well-rounded discussion take place because they're not able to have them on different platforms. I actually think what he's doing is more of a service to humanity than he gets credit for because there aren't too many places where you can actually get credible scientists talking who actually really understand about viruses and also understand about vaccines, talking through the different stages of a virus and why mass vaccinations with this virus could be more detrimental, especially if you've had COVID and then you get vaccinated afterwards or you get a booster, you could be compromising your immune system because you already have the antibodies there. And and then he went on to loads of different studies where it shows that there are more instances of different things happening to you, like having the effects of long COVID after you've had the vaccine. And it's like actually just having this information makes you more informed. If you're relatively healthy or you've had COVID in your and you've survived, you survived it, it may not be wise to have the vaccine. If nobody's telling you that, you're just going to go and have it and you don't know what you could be the one that has a blood clot or or suffers from the effects of long COVID afterwards. Like you don't know unless they're telling you. So I think it's important that we have more information really and it's more suspect that when there is more information out there that that person gets shut down. That to me doesn't make any sense. I can't argue with that to be honest. Aji Shada, anything to come back with before we go to the comments? Um, I just think that I think running countries is very difficult and (laughs) (laughs) that you would you want to hope that you're doing the best for the majority of people in the easiest way possible that's what you'd want to hope so um so I think it's I think it's just I just think it's just a very difficult position I think that I think that you can't anyone anyone could anyone could pioneer anything and then change their opinions on stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean what they're actually saying now is actual fact. And that that is that is part of the problem that scientists, as much as we kind of like held them into like having a, a certain or finite, like a, a, you know, pinpointing an actual answer that science is actually about discovering things. Do you know what I mean? Like having discussions about things and testing theories. And usually there isn't one conclusion. Mm-hmm. And that that's the thing. And that works on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And exactly. I think that's, that's, that's the point, isn't it? We should have they should be testing them out. They should be testing different different theory points. And then you're going to have a well-rounded answer. But to just be yeah. following one stream of thought, remember it wasn't that long ago where it was like you get this vaccine and you're not going to be passing it on. And if you said no, you were like the vaccine isn't a vaccine and you can pass it on, you was getting removed. Your account was getting closed down. Your videos were getting removed from YouTube. Like It's like 
this censoring and then a, a few months later you find out what people were saying that was considered a conspiracy theory was actually true. There's still no recourse onto the like well, there are loads of different theories out there and some of them are true and they were they're being shut down, which beggars what's being shut down at this moment that is actually true. I'm not even then, talking about but, the chips or anything, but it's just the problem is, this is the thing, but it's just like, but there are theories, you know. Do you remember when everyone thought that, you know, COVID had something to do with 5G? Like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. That, that shit. Like and this, this is the thing, it's just like it's it's so hard to navigate all of this stuff. Like it's just nothing is is really, you know, without you can't look at the source without looking at everything around that person because at the same time they could just be pushing an agenda anyway who are they funded by do you know what I mean like anyone can be corrupted at the end of the day so it's just you know you kind of have to go with <laughs> what you believe literally was what the what, what the scientists were saying he was yeah. like also he was like look at who all the scientists who are allowed to talk are funded by and he went through all of them and it literally was, they're all funded by the same pharmaceutical co companies for the last 25 years. So he's like, that's, they, those be the trails. Like, but okay. if nobody's looking into who the scientists are and you're just listening to them. But this is the, the problem of the world that we live in today. We've got films like Don't Look Up and Dope Sick that literally tell us what the governments are like. And yet we still, here we are having this conversation. It's like, they're just letting us have these conversations, but they know what they're going to do anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it's like we can debate, we can push and pull. They're going to, you know, I don't know. Have they have they made a decision that Joe's show is actually coming off? No, it's not. And and also the, the people it, are protesting. They're doing it to protest this, which is but also the the the, the celebrities. It's so weird. Like the celebrities that kind of. I'm going to say knee jerk, and I don't know how informed every individual is. But it just seems a bit um, early doors to be like, I want to remove my podcast from Spotify because all my music from Spotify because of this. When you don't actually know everything we're saying in this conversation, who, how can they be so sure? Why are they so sure? And then they're going to make these kind of grandstand statements and like, you know, celebrities that turn on another celebrity that whether they want to be vaxxed or they, I don't know, it's usually when they don't want to be vaccinated. They're the ones that get turned on, shunned and then get you know, ridiculed, and then that's it. You're removed from the conversation. It's so weird to me. It's so weird that we're in this space now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get the comments. Okay, so hello, everybody. Welcome to join us. And also hello to everybody on Instagram too. Do put in your um, comments uh, there as well. If you've got anything to say, and I'll pick up those comments too. Um, then on uh, YouTube says, uh, all of these views add to confusion. They also fuel the mistrust of officials. And then goes on to say, not sure what the answer is, but those put in half-truths, lies, and conspiracy theories don't help because people then doubt when someone speaks truth on the topic. I agree with that. And that's the problem, because you just don't know who to listen to in the end. It's literally a popularity contest. Oh, I love Adele's music. So everything she says, I'm going to go with. <laughs> well, this is it. This is this is what celebrity has the power to do. Do you know what I mean? Literally. Auntie Sade, what have you heard? Okay, so my story is what everyone should be talking about because, you know, 
um, instead of dropping an album, it looks like Rihanna, <laughs> as we said at the top of the show, is dropping a baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually know this was your story. <laughs> so, so with that, I just wanted to know, it's just a light one, Siri. We're all happy for Rihanna, do you know what I mean? Um, and stuff. And Rihanna is uh, 33. And I just wanted to know, um, do you think, because I saw an article the other day that was talking about, you know, most uh, women of today, they're waiting until their 30s to have kids. So do you think that this is on trend? Do you think Rihanna being pregnant will encourage a baby boom? Because people are like, they're sh shook up about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, people are happy and stuff. But, you know, you've got men falling to their knees in the supermarket. You know, there's all the news about Drake and Chris Brown punching the air and all that kind of stuff. So I just thought, like, I thought that was really funny, by the way. Um, but I just thought, like, do you think that this will um, encourage people? Do you think this is a possible thing, uh, possible pos positive thing? And do you like how she dropped it? Because essentially, those are kind of like, you know, her pregnancy pics, right? Like in the pink thing, showing her belly and stuff. Like, did you like how she done it? Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? Auntie Nana. Okay. Um, I liked how she dropped it because it weren't too long ago. I can't remember if we discussed it here or just in our group that it was like out there that Rihanna was pregnant. I think that was around December. So she probably, yeah, was, yeah so she must have been, but didn't respond to it and was literally just like every month you guys are saying that I'm pregnant so mm -hmm. yeah I guess that was the one time this like last year where it was true because she kind of has a pregnancy thing happening every few months anyway but I liked what how she dropped it I liked how she was styled I thought she looked fresh like Rihanna does and so did Ace at Rocky um typical age isn't it of of now I was around the same age with both of my children, 32, 33, with each one. So I think it's a, a typical age. I don't think it's the best age, but, um, yeah, I know we've kind of got a... How come? I think it's... Uh, you know what? It depends on how many children you want. If you mm -hmm. want more than a couple, then I would say start earlier. But if you only want one or two, then in your 30s or late 30s isn't so bad. Um, but I do think that generally the message of starting to prepare for motherhood a bit earlier should be pushed a bit more than it going into the latter years of your fertility cycle. So I I, I don't want this to be a trend, really, um, though I still want more women to have children because the world isn't overpopulated. So those be my thoughts, I think, if that makes sense. <laughs> and you said if that makes sense, and, you know, I've got the, I've got the ick, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, first of all, Auntie Shani, you tried to slip a culture into news. I see you. It is actual news. It is cuspy, it is. It yes. Is. It was on the front page. I looked, I checked. I mean, she brought it back with the angle. But I thought that was a yeah. good angle to add in there. Thank you. Is, you know what? It's like, I'm really happy for her. 
I was a bit like, all right, guys, everybody calm down. But I, I absolutely understand the outpouring because it's Rihanna and everyone's been like, oh, my God, Rihanna. And especially since, she, you know, everyone's rooting for her to find love, happiness, especially because of what happened between her and Chris Brown. And generally, let's Rihanna's are like, you know, everyone's favorite want to be best friend. Like you, everyone aspires to be her best friend or her homegirl or whatever. But I was a bit like the world. Can you guys calm the frick down? Women are pregnant every day. It's all right. It's, just, it's not going to be. The, oh, it might be Jesus. Who knows? Um, but <laughs> Christians don't come. <laughs> I mean, you don't know the second coming. You don't listen. We don't know how close we appear. We don't know. Christians, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought I, I even forgot your question. A, a boom in pregnancy. If people are if, listen, if you're going to see Rihanna's say Rihanna's pregnant and you want to get pregnant. I mean, slightly will slap you upside your head if you're not ready for it. But if that's what it takes a celebrity to influence you to get pregnant, then I'll just think you're dumb. But I think aside, <laughs> if you're ready to get pregnant, go ahead, do it. And if you aspire to be like ASAP Rocky and Rihanna, then okay, they're your couple goals, fine. But I don't know if it will spark a boom. I really don't know. I don't have a sense of the world at that set. Like, I don't know what, the, what everyone's feeling. And I, I definitely, because I'm in the later stages, of where women are making more clear-cut decisions on, do you know what, are we going to get pregnant at this age or not? I don't know if Rihanna would have that influence in more than the, the biological clock tick running out. Um, what was your other question? Mm, what was my other question? Uh, did you like the way she dropped it? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I felt like, okay. I don't know why. I don't know why it was like, an, it was like, okay, Rihanna's pregnant. I was like, all right, good for her. But it was, I, I, I don't want to say I didn't care in the sense I didn't care, but not because I don't like Rihanna or Ace. I don't it because I just didn't care. Like, well done, you're pregnant, you're in a relationship, and yeah, you're you've done so well. Fenty Savage, I love all your brands. I love Rihanna. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm indifferent. I don't know her. I don't know what she's like in real life. But yeah, good for you. Hope she has a healthy, happy pregnancy. Hope ASAP doesn't say any more problematic things and continues to be a wonderful supporting partner <laughs> and doesn't end up being a topic of our discussion talking about problematic problematic black memory platforms and rihanna keep making i heard that she's going to what's it who said it was your auntie was it auntie Sade? no someone else another auntie said to me that fenty's coming into like going to going, going to be a store soon so she's actually gonna have her own really? store and stuff like that so that's i'm excited about it and that's it <laughs> uh, no i really i was really like i don't know i felt like uh, a joy, you know, like it was like, oh, I'm really happy for her. I don't know. I think, um, I think she just had that kind of effect. I think she'd just be, like, I think it was like probably one of the most coolest pregnancy pictures I've seen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It didn't feel contrived. It didn't feel like, uh, like obviously I love Beyonce, but she really was channeling Earth Mother. And it was just like, it was just a bit much. She did the most. <laughs> You really did. And other people have really done the most as well. Do you know what I mean? But I thought this was like really kind of like, although you could see it was like a shoe, it, it mm. still was like just really well done. She really does like laid back high fashion kind of re like really well. And but not in a way that feels it doesn't feel alien to the culture. Right. It just yeah. feels really natural um i think she just does that perfectly so like that just makes me excited of like when she you know has the baby and like all the baby outfits i just know she's just gonna be the coolest mum. do you know what i mean like just yeah i'm ready for the instagram pictures to be honest i think it's gonna be and then we're probably gonna get some baby fenty baby fenty line yeah. 
clothing line somehow. Um, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, that'll be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Should I get some comments? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not caring. Um, <laughs> not in a bad way. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like it's like if I saw a woman down the street, they oh she looks nice, she's glowing. It's that kind of okay. I'm and I'm happy for Rihanna, but it's like I can't be like oh my god. I, I, that's, that's that's I'm lying. But yeah, seriously, I, I, I had I, marginal like oh like like you yeah. know everybody has been wanting to her to do an album or have a baby, and she's having a baby, and it was like yeah. cool. I was more happy for people being happy that Rihanna <laughs> is pregnant than me was, caring that Rihanna was pregnant. Like, yeah, I, it's great. Like, I think it's, it's great. Yeah, it's that. It's, <laughs> I, I like, yeah, I'm not... You guys like, are bit, what's the word? What do you call it when you, when you've um, been seen it too much? Yeah, they did. It's not just, yeah, you know that's it. Like, it's it's just, do you know what it is? It's just, I, th I don't know, I, and I need someone else to get pregnant and I'd be like, oh my God, so then I can see whether it's me being funny or it's just like generally I don't know what it was but I'm ah uh, that's it's a contradiction I'm really happy and I'm sure she's happy so I'm happy for Rihanna being happy about her yeah. pregnancy <laughs> however for me to sit and say I bust a dance and break dance and was like yay I think I might even have been more excited about Beyonce but and I don't know why yeah, I was definitely excited for Beyonce I was, I was I, maybe I, I don't know was I I think I was probably happier for Beyonce, but I think I was also pregnant around the same time. So there was a bit more like, oh, okay. and I'm buddies, although we don't know each other and probably never will. But yeah, <laughs> I think as you last call, it's cool. You know what? My timeline was killed with it. That's what that's it, was, it became a bit annoying. It was like everybody sharing the picture, really everybody sharing the picture, even guys like yeah. everybody. It was It was a bit much. <laughs> I, I was like, all right, guys. That might, that might have been it as well. Like everybody, Did and then I had my whole my picture, my what you call it, my photo album from all sorts of like ten pictures of the same. Age. And then I was a bit like, okay, you lot just killed it now. Maybe if it was one or two, I'd be like, oh yeah. my god. And then, but it was just like everyone was like, you killed it. Oh, let's go back to what. Sorry, Aunt Shadi, we're going to say something. I was going to say, did you see the meme where it's like Usher doing the intro to Confessions? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think the memes have been the best part. Yeah. The memes have been flipping brilliant. Although, when people were saying that, Chris, I said, was Chris Brown upset? I think, it's, is, Chris Brown, is Chris Brown now over Rihanna? I don't, I feel like I if it was Karuche, I think he's Karuche, over. I he would cry. Yeah, I don't think he'd be crying over Rihanna, so I didn't find those ones particularly funny, but I thought that. It was, it was Chris or Drake. Yeah, you know Drake's I mean? ones were hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to go back to um, what you said about the age of her age. The only reason why I would say uh, maybe is because like Rihanna's done done her business thing and all that type of stuff. So she's at a, and I don't know, being a billionaire, billionaire makes a difference when you're having babies. Is uh, her age is kind of okay? Like, well, otherwise, I'll be with you on it. Um, maybe skewing is a bit younger. What you were saying, Auntie Nan, about age. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, but she has the means, and that's what I'm saying. So that's what I was like, yeah. It, she's... But, but it's more the question of spurring other people to follow in a similar suit, mm. and um, yeah, I think I think it does do that though. Like the more people having children later, it does make it socially acceptable to have a child later, yeah. which then you delay having a child because then you are like, I'm focused on building my career and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it 
but it's more the pitfalls of doing that. It, until you're there and you're like, I want a child and you're going through it, you are like, I probably should have started this earlier. And so if more people aren't actually thinking 25, I may not have all of my ducks in a row, but I'm with, I'm, I'm with a guy that I love. I would urge them to have a child then, then to wait until you're firmly in your thirties and you may have 10 more years of viable legs if you're lucky and you don't know what his sperm's like and then you've got to go through the whole treatment route and it's like that's long yeah in your 20s you're going to be more successful and it's going to be easier well you can just freeze your eggs all that too and then still see what you want and then and then and then wait because they're going to be stronger eggs but Mm -hmm. you still need to be checking the dude's sperm as well which never gets discussed it's always like it's on the woman but it's like sperm can be shit too mm. <laughs> like it's, it's not Every just time he keeps saying checking, when he keeps saying checking the sperm i'm looking thinking of a woman going like that <laughs> checking the sperm sorry <laughs> no <laughs> let's get to hey, what the clinic that in my head to? sorry <laughs> what, what, what was that though actually that's not ridiculous because there is such a thing as clumpy sperm okay so, you could, I mean, if you if you ever are with a dude and his sperm is a little bit too creamy looking and clumpy when it drops on you somewhere, that's somebody who you could say, like, you should go and get your sperm checked out because he may have a lot of dead sperm. And so dead sperm clumps together. Okay. Oh. okay. Like you see, my exploration. <laughs> um, <laughs> made this is what the government should learn. Exploration yields results. Avenar on Instagram says, I think I was the only one that was not excited about Riri. I didn't get it. Laugh out loud. I'm with you, Auntie AK. And she also says not in a bad way and says that the, but the memes were overload. Um, and then da, 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 um, Monica says, I'm with you, Auntie Shade. I also really love Riri and Rocky together. I'm really rooting for them. And uh, Ven says, happy for Rihanna, but not overly so. And Monica also says, I didn't care for Bay Beyonce at all. Um, and also asks, which celebrity can top Riri's news now? That is a good question. Cardi B leaving Offset. No, having a baby. That's, that's yeah, that's bad news. It just says, which celebrity can top Riri's news well, now? What are we talking about, though? Which celebrity can top Riri's news? Um, and the news that would kind of Let's stick to. Can we stick to the question? Like, treat oh, like exam. The question oh. is, which celebrity? Let's stick to the subject that we're talking about and answer the question in relation to the subject, please. Um, I see. Dating young Miami, so young Miami being pregnant. Who's the young Miami? I don't know. I heard it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think that's gonna. That she's gonna top it. Like I who? Think Adele and Rich Paul could yes. put in as much kind of no, cultural fights. True. I think Ariana Grande probably could do really? it. Yeah. Oh, Taylor Swift, she hasn't had a baby, has she? Taylor Take Swift. Him. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. 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 Yeah. You know what? Taylor Swift could do it. Yeah. yeah. I think Ari could do it as well. I don't they know. They ain't going to really touch us, Taylor. 
Swift, but I think that the world would go mad if Taylor Swift said she was pregnant. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We're like five albums, won't she? Yeah, read got, read she... Monica's next comment. Chloe getting pregnant by Justin again. That would that would fit. But you're going to send the internet oh, Kim into America. Kim and Pete would break the internet, wouldn't it? Kim and Pete, you know, and probably Kendall, when she has a baby, that will probably be news, yeah. like big, big news. Because she's I don't think it will touch top. Rihanna, though. Mm, she's like probably... No, you've got to think like... Yeah, I think Kendall probably could. I think, I think Ari, I think Ariana Grande, she's bigger than you think. Like, she's huge. She no, for, I I agree with you. For the younguns, I think I think that, it's that would be huge. But definitely, Chloe Taylor getting Swift pregnant by Tristan again would yeah. break the internet. For a oh yeah, definitely, definitely. They will interview. I don't know the person who does like Jordan's hair or something. Do you know what I mean? They'll yeah, get yeah, you yeah, yeah. perspective. Absolutely possible. Every every perspective. So yeah. All right. Okay. 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 What have I heard? Well, I know nothing, or I know what I know, so you guys are going to have to help me out here. Mm-hmm. So, we're potentially going into World War Three. Maybe. <laughs> Can you stop with the sensation? If you, well, boy, this is, but this is what the US is doing. Thank you for saying that, Auntie Shade, because the US is saying that Russia is about to invade the Ukraine any minute now. Ukrainian leaders are saying, stay calm, calm down. Russian invasion is not imminent. So what's going on? Is the US instigating and meddling or is Ukraine being held to ransom by Russia to downplay what's happening? So I'm going to try and go through my quick news stories to see, get some um, facts on this whole thing because Russia and Ukraine have had territorial issues for a while, as usual. It's always about land and religion when these things happen. Um, Actually, you know what? I should have done my notes a lot lot easier. I don't actually know why this is happening. Land, this, Ukraine's rejecting Russia's supremacy and they're trying to join the European Union and NATO and Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, is doesn't like anything to do with the West, to be honest. And any he doesn't like NATO, he doesn't like anything to do with the European Union, all that type of stuff. So he's trying to get the West to not allow the Ukraine, the Ukraine access to the European Union and NATO. So basically it's more allies, isn't it? It's trying to keep Ukraine to his side, so they he's got more allies on that side whenever the world war happens. I think um, sorry, just to interject, I think part of the issue was that they were putting more troops on the borders. That's what that's what kind of like sparked the yeah, US. Yeah, and yeah, the US is, has been saying this, has been saying like, look, we've got to look at what Vladimir is up to, because mm-hmm. as Auntie Shade said, he's deploying more troops to the borders between Russia and Ukraine. And you know, it's, it's like when they do like missile testing and it's like sly warnings, just like, yeah, we've got missile. It's just dicks, dick swinging, a lot of dick swinging. Um, but as I said, the Ukraine leader said, you know what, bruv, you got calm down. Ain't nothing going on around here. It's fine. It's not that deep. We're not going to war. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what you guys think of this. I don't know what you think is going on. I, I, I think there's always... Whenever there's new leaders, and especially when the leaders aren't doing well with their um, constituents, there tends to be a need to show their dick and go to war. That's what happens. It happens time and time and time again. Joe Biden's, I think his uh, ratings isn't, aren't that great. And Boris Johnson's also you know, talking about this a lot. His ratings are definitely out the fucking window. And Vladimir Putin, he is the way he's been portrayed is that he's up for war whenever. So. Um, <laughs> 
And this is, I'm just saying the way he's been portrayed. Again, allegedly stuff, stuff, blah, blah. Auntie <laughs> Nana, Auntie uh, Shade, what do you think about this whole debacle? Do you understand it? What do you think is under, underneath it all? Who are you? Who are you going to? Oh, sorry, I said, I'm sorry, I asked you both. Um, Auntie Nana. Uh, um, I, I only partially understand it, but I don't know the history of why um, they have this kind of, are they going to invade the Ukraine? Are they not? Um, and I don't know what's caused this latest one, but I do think that whenever there is a real shift in the world, which has taken place, there's usually a war because it's like you need that down that down spiral and we're on the down and there's usually a war and then they know that after a war you can rebuild and that's when everything goes back up again so I, I totally can see why America and and Europe are like we wouldn't mind the war taking place around those sides and so they'll stoke the fire for it to happen and I would say that Vladimir usually is up for a fight as he has gone into the Ukraine before so he may do it again so, you know, U.S. troops being on high alert and getting ready, th th that's what they do, don't they? they? You pull out of Afghanistan, you don't want them to be too idle and have too much time off. So it would be, it seems like, yeah, let's deploy them again. So I, I could see this taking place. But, um, yeah, I, I, I actually care because quite a few of my workers are from around there, like Hungary and Ukraine. And, yeah, it's just... Who knows, man? This world is just going to pop. But yeah, uh, I can see it happening in the next couple of years. I wouldn't be surprised. Auntie Shadow. Um, okay, so doing just a little quick search. Basically, the two countries, and this is according to Google on Wikipedia, the two countries are in a state of war, um, which began in two, 2014, uh, following the Russian annex of the Crimea, how do you say that? Crimea? Crimea. Crimea, that's it, um, from Ukraine. The Russian government feared that Ukraine's membership of the EU and NATO would complete a Western war of allied countries by restricting Russia's access to the Black Sea. That's basically while, while this is happening. And Ukraine, um, I believe, used to be part of. Um, uh, oh, when it was the USSR, yeah, yeah, because yeah, that was in, huge. Yes, and they had independence from 1991. So this okay. has been going on. These countries have been going on for a while. Um, to be honest, God, I just think I'm always skeptical when these kind of things happen because. Western involvement in any other country is just always problematic. We will probably not find out exactly what the issue is until about five or ten years' time. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is that actually after? But there's always, like, you know, war, um, guns, you know, bombs, all that kind of thing. It's a massive part of capitalism is a massive part of you know kind of like government spend and all this kind of stuff and it just I don't know it just all seems to be linked in some sort of way um I don't know enough about it to know what what's at the bottom of this really and truly but I'm just hoping 
I kind of want us to be, uh, as a, us as in the UK, I feel like we just need to change our position. Now we're out of the EU, we kind of need to be like Switzerland. We need to be the new yeah. Switzerland where, you know, we'll be the country where come put your money here. Like we'll look after your money and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you'll have a good time here and all this kind of stuff, get a little bit of our, you know, kind of muddled culture and all that kind of stuff and just stay out of shit. Like, do you know what I mean? Just stay out. Like, we have no business. Like, the people of the UK have no business, like, in this country. Like, what what, what are we going to do there? Like, I think we just need to distance ourselves as much as I love America and, you know, especially African-American culture and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, we need to sever our ties a little bit, you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, we can't just be, you know, we're like, the when when they're like the big bully and we're like yeah him again like do you know what I mean like, that's what the UK is like and I think we just need to stop that now it's just it's just enough plus I just wonder I don't even know how it must be it must be the um the arsenal of weapons it must be because like aren't army like numbers in the armies dwindling and all that kind of stuff do you know what I mean like how they even get the, get the people to support this it's weird to me um they'll always find a way but i agree with you but the the, the uk will never because the uk is too egotistical it's that you know like the uk is the smallest island but it's the most powerful type of thing it's it's got too much hands in all the pies there's no way it would let go of its power construct or i don't know reputation historical reputation to be like we're just going to keep quiet on this they just don't though they should they really don't Mm. They really don't. They, I, I don't know a leader. That maybe if we get, I don't even know, we get a woman leader or we get a real liberal yeah. leader, it 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 would be interesting to see. But I think there's too much that the that the UK's got its its roots and blood ties to for it to be like, no, we're not going to get involved in these things there. Because I think they've got a lot to lose if certain factions win. I don't know. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. Just to just to add to that, like um. The, the UK does both. So it is the happy place to ship your money. It's just not generally done outside of the oh, yeah, city of London in the country, mm. but it's just the islands. It's all of the islands that we own. That's where yes. people go. Yes. So it does that. And we are also the second largest um, arms dealer in the world. Mm. So war and money laundering <laughs> is our business. <laughs> the UK is a chatty patty of a lot of them. This is it. After losing all of the land around the world that the British Empire had, yeah. now these are the two things. It's money laundering and arms. So that's where we're going to find our batties. Well, you know, shit's going on in the world. The UK will be there because they've already sent a whole load of arms um, and the US over to the Ukraine already. So, and the know, thing is, they're ready. It'd be interesting to, like, I wish we could be in a bubble and see what happens. Because you know that we've lived under the threat of the of Russia and Vladimir Putin for so long that it's like, when is it, when is it, when is Vladimir gonna get to flex his muscles that apart from on, on top of the horse that we've seen, but when is he going to really flex those war muscles that everyone has been like, all the West has been stoking our insecurities about. Like everyone is like, Vladimir Putin's a bad man. He's gonna go nuts when he gets a chance. And it's like, it's always, he's just at the edge of blowing shit up. 
But I wonder if that's a bit of a Wizard of Oz movement. Is he really that guy or is he playing the, you know, the, the big thing? Yeah, I guess from the other side, it's probably the same. It's like the West are always trying to encroach on our land because you would mm-hmm. be like, why can't the Ukraine just be there? Why are you trying? Because there's going to be deals that are being done to, mm-hmm. the, to be a part of Europe. So it is, they could also be like, if they become a part of Europe and you guys have this part of the sea, this in, this infraction is on our livelihoods as well. So it kind of goes both ways. It's how they sell it to everybody. That's propaganda. It's like the big bad wolf, Vladimir Putin. But on the other side, they could be like, look at all of these superpowers gunning for us and we're able to kind of work with China. They don't want them working with China. It's like, so, but you guys can work with everybody. You can go and colonize all around the world and nobody else can do that. When somebody else tries, it's like they're the bad ones. Like, I mean, they're all fuckeries anyway, but it is yeah, like it's the propaganda yeah. of it all. Like, why shouldn't he try his turn? Everybody else has been trying their turn. The UK is like the kind of like basically them rubbing like, especially like African countries and stuff. It's like almost like protection money, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like yeah, give us give us seventy percent of your resources, and we'll protect you from Russia and China. <laughs> Basically, and, then, and then you're protecting against a wolf that may not actually even be there. You've made it a boogeyman. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Because I've like, yeah, yeah. Because if you side with Putin, you're what? You're a communist and anti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah that's, that's, that's what they do to West End clubs, isn't it? It's like the the <laughs> gangsters come along and are like, you need our protection. Yeah. From yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> so you've got to pay us so that we don't ransack your place. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. But yeah. Um, I, I think we can leave it right there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully it will like it will jokes aside, no one wants a war. No one yeah. wants a war. Um, I'm we talk, I think one of one of our episodes we talk about what how we would survive in a war. Uh, no, zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse, which will the war I think will turn into this time around. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows how they're gonna do it? Quickly, because even we're we're a little bit earlier than normal. We didn't talk about Harry and Meghan not being allowed uh security. Are we are they resolved that now? Are they allowed security? Are they allowed to pay for their security now? I don't think it's been um resolved. The last thing they were suing were they suing someone? I can't remember if they no, I don't think they were suing, but it was being taken up by a higher a higher power to look okay. into it but it had i don't think it had been resolved yet okay moving on um this is your aunties could never podcast where we, we have four we usually have four aunties one of our aunties auntie far isn't with us hasn't been able to be with us but she'll be back soon but i'm auntie ak and i'm here with auntie nana and auntie Shade. And we get to set the world's right, what's right the world's wrongs with our discussion and conversation. (laughs) Um, We go live on Facebook, YouTube, and now Instagram. Um, So tune in wherever you can and get involved with the comments. We've got everywhere to comment. You can comment on YouTube, you can comment on Instagram, and you can comment on Facebook. And we will read them out in the show. And and dilemmas. DM us your dilemmas or put them as a comment or like voice note them to us as well kind of thing we'll we'll um we'll answer them <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll, we'll dilemma them. We'll, we'll, yeah. Dilemma. yeah. <laughs> we will solve, solve your problem. Like all aunties, like your favourite aunties do. Um, yeah. All right, so now we're moving into this part of the, the show. Aunties know best. Mm. This is where we delve into your problems. We kind of get some stuff from the internet or we answer your problems. Don't forget to get let us know what's the problem. We can solve it. Um, that makes you always think of iced tea. If you've got a problem, you'll... But I won't iced do that. Iced tea? Not iced tea. Ice, what's no, the name? Vanilla ice. Vanilla ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ice tea, ice cube, vanilla ice. Auntie Sade, what's the problem? Um, well, well, well. Um, we're not going to talk about my problems today. We'll talk about other people. <sighs> so... <laughs> So, uh, well, the internet, I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw a clip from, you know, uh, Prime, Amazon Prime. They have a show that's headed, I can't remember what it's called, it's so bad, but headed up by Audrey from The Receipts and it's got like uh, Queen Mojo on it and they had Kaz on it last time and everything like that. And I saw a clip of it um, and they were, they, they had this question, which I thought, oh my God, what would I do? So. Would you, or how would you handle this? Your hairdresser that you've been, who's been doing your hair for like, I don't know, like five, 10 years kind of thing. Like that's your go-to. You tell her your problems, all this kind of stuff. And you really have a good time and she's amazing at what she does. Um, she starts doing the head of your ex-boyfriend's current girlfriend. What do you do? How do you feel about that? Um, and I guess the hairdresser knows everything that was going on with you and yes. this girl's current boyfriend. Yeah. Um, oh, that's just messy, isn't it? There's a lot <laughs> of trust in that, you know, because mm. I don't trust hairdressers. Generally, they are lavishes oh. as well. <laughs> I've been in enough hairdressers and they chat when the person goes. So I would be a bit like, it's long. That's a really horrible position to be in. I feel like I'm going to do a Neil Young. It's me or her. <laughs> you got to pick. pick one. You can put up my fee a little bit more. I'll pay you a little bit more, but it's me or her. I think you can't have both of us. I think this is one of those. You got to be like, it's me or her. It's me or her situation. Auntie, okay. Okay, you know, sometimes I hear it and I don't hear it. So basically, I broke up with my guy. And now my hairdresser <laughs> is I'm just going to say, yeah, sorry. I'm just going to pause you. Like, we did the hearing test. Guys, if you don't know about the hearing test. Don't do, do it. it. But first of all, don't do it. You can do it. And Auntie AK, so I'm not going to expose her. What was the worst? But anyway, go on, continue. <laughs> you was, but go on. You but also, let's expand on the story. When you did the hearing test and did it again, it changed the results. What do you mean? Who did it twice and it gave different results? No, I don't think anyone did it twice. I said, I'm not doing it again because my ears were hurting. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> just, let, let me clarify. So what that... Her, her hairdresser is doing the hair of her ex-boyfriend's girl's hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And what is it, a personal hairdresser or a hairdresser in the hair salon? Is her hairdresser that she's been going to for <laughs> five to ten years that she confides in. And now, and 
So and now, the hairdresser knows all of the business about the guy. She knows all the business. She was with a guy. Now she's not with the guy. The guy's got someone new. That girl is now also a client of your hairdresser. Of, of the same hairdresser. Well, yeah. I just stop telling the hairdresser. Unless the hairdresser is my best friend. And my best friend, like, nah, because I used to be a hairdresser. I'm just trying to think, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to turn down my livelihood because of this. No, like, okay. All right, fine. Go on. No, 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 no. Go on. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm just trying to, and that's why I asked whether it's like there's a little bit of difference on the personal hairdresser coming into your yard, and, and then there's also my shop to pay my lights, and someone's coming in, and because you she went out of your ex, I'm going to tell her you can't come to my shop no more. It just seems a little bit dramatic. I think what I would do as the client, regardless of anything, unless if it was messy and the hairdresser like my friend, and I'd be like, bro, you know, like sis, you know what I mean? Like it was deep, and he did this and that. Uh, it's still a bit, it's business and friendship. So it depends on the nature of how close I am with my client. I'm thinking of myself as a hairdresser. If I would take her saying, well, you know what, you can't. As the client, why can't you do that? <laughs> I can do both guys, right? There's going to be hairdressers in the audience listening too. Oh, okay, cool. My first response was to relate to the hairdresser. Okay. As a former hairdresser. I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry. sorry. I take that back. Can you give, can you give both though? Can you I give haven't both? finished my point. I'm still trying to figure it out. Thank you. You're pondering. So, for, I am pondering from a hairdresser's perspective. I don't know if I'd be so readily agreeable to telling the person you can't come here because I do this chick's hair. I don't know, but it would also have to be whether the breakup was messy, whether it got very, you know, if it's going to be tension, where if they potentially cross paths, it called beef in my shop or in my environment, then it's like, nah, I might have to make an executive decision where maybe both of you can't come back again. I don't know. Now, as the person in the chair, yes, I might feel some type of way. And again, it, it, nature of our friendship, me and my hairdresser, whether I'd be like, yo, you know, you can't do her hair. And I don't know whether I'd be sort of said, well, yes, I can, because I need that money. And if she, what if I, as the, as the client, only goes to get a trim and that's it. But yet the girl comes in and gets a full installation for thousands of pounds. What am I going to do? I'm going to choose that over that. Nah, man, it, it's got to be a, a grown up. So just to be clear, what's your answer if you're the client? <laughs> my answer if I'm the client is I don't, it depends on the nature of my friendship. Oh my God. <laughs> With the hairdresser. I think that's fair. It's not, okay. Right. Okay. Why do I say that's wrong? No, 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 it's not wrong. It's there's no right or wrong answer. It's just having clear answers. That's all. That <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't have a clear answer. I'm not sure, but I think maybe I just it's the nature of our relationship. Okay. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> okay. Okay. So for me, I'll just I'll just give you that. But for me, uh yeah, she got to go. I'm like Auntie uh, Auntie Nana. I'll just be like, you see that girl? I don't like her. So you can't, you can't. <laughs> if I've been with you for five to ten years, do you know what I mean? I'm a loyal customer. I come first. I tell you my woes. I tell you my everything. Nah, she's got to go. And if she doesn't, I'm definitely finding someone else. I will cry, but I will find someone else because that can't happen. We can't have the same thing. We can't have, have had the same boyfriend and now the same hairdresser. No, I don't think so. No way. I, I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit much. Yeah, I'm <laughs> thinking single black female fives as well. I can't lie. Because why are you here though? I, I have a, I have a quick uh, uh, auntie advice that I think would be needed. Mm -hmm. I want to get you guys' perspective on something. It's just it, it should be a quick one. Um, I was looking on Instagram not too long ago, and Brenny Lee 
she mm. had some posts on like breaking up with somebody like advice mm. um and yeah it was like sound advice that she gave just like the steps to kind of recovering from breaking up with somebody and so I was thinking what would be you guys tips like the first time you found a boy cheating on you like how you would advise our our nieces and fellow <laughs> Sorry, aunties Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. What what advice would you give somebody who is like going through a breakup at this moment? What do you think are like the hindsight tips that you have to pass on? Okay. So I would say you specifically cheating. Yeah, I think I think you definitely have the right to feel what you feel. Do you know what I mean? Like you're allowed to be upset. You're allowed to grieve for your loss. Do you know what I mean? You are allowed to, you know, like nurse your betrayal. Do you know what I mean? Like you're allowed to be angry at both parties. I know like some people are like, yeah, but the guilt. But sometimes, yeah, you can be angry at the girl too. That's okay. You don't have to act on it though, but you can feel whatever you want to feel. Um, I think you just need to, and also as well, it might not be straight away, but you kind of need to like forgive yourself also because as much as it's a difficult conversation, yeah. But <laughs> but but cheating isn't always necessarily a one way act. There's sometimes, most of the times, issues going and on in the relationship, and you need to identify where you know you may have contributed in some way, maybe not on purpose, but inadvertently to those situations. And um, I think that that needs to be work. I think if you've got a good friend that you talk to, you keep yourself busy. Um, well, I think anyway, not everyone's the same, but I think like for me, keeping busy definitely helps like the time pass because in time, things, I wouldn't say necessarily heal, but they get easier to cope with. Do you know what I mean? And it's definitely, definitely not the end of the world. And the act of whatever happened isn't a reflection on yourself personally. I think that more than anything. Yeah, similar. I think, um, yeah, it's that whole thing of don't beat yourself up and don't let it be something that you feel is your fault. Um, Cheating is never your fault in that respect. I mean, there's, okay, different levels of relationships where things can be explored, but it's like facing your truth, whatever that truth may be, because though we say cheating is never your fault, there could be things that are happening in your relationship where actually both of you paused and actually spoke to each other and communicated with each other, they could be resolved and the cheating could have been a stepping stone to something better, whatever that better could be. That's not to say you excuse the cheating either. I'm never ever saying that you should (laughs) excuse cheating as a way to improve your relationship, not necessarily. (laughs) But just being honest about where you are in that moment when you find out about the cheating, don't beat yourself up and don't be afraid to leave if that's your, you know, if you've got your, what's the word? What's the word? Oh, God. What, what's the phrase when it's like deal breakers? If you've got your deal breakers, stick to them. Like, don't let anyone convince you that, oh, no, it's OK. All men cheat or all women cheat or whatever, 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 whatever whoever you are in the relationship. Don't just take those things. That you've got your standards. Keep them. You know what I mean? But just make sure you're being honest with yourself and that you're being happy to yourself and being good to yourself in that moment. Um, and definitely have a trusted confidant, maybe not your hairdresser because and um, 
<laughs> take it from there. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything that you're saying. I, I, I urge anybody to just go onto Brini Lee's page as well because she had two videos and they were really good. And um, one of the points, what I think it was maybe her step free step was to to block on all platforms and I thought mm. that's actually like a, a very good step because sometimes that distance is the hard part like you can kind of stay in communication with the person to kind of take the edge off it but I think blocking and then being busy in the first maybe month is probably like a way forward to avoid slipping back into the the cycle of you know I'm sorry's and love bombing and all of that, that can take place. Mm. So yeah, use, use the blockity block and everything else the auntie said, self-care is important as well. Mm. I remember being cheated on for the maybe 15th hundred time. And um, this, oh, <laughs> in this particular time, <laughs> so I was so I was so like I was upset because I was just like not that fucking again. Um, do you know what I mean? So I was in like this case of deny a kind of denial um a bit as well. And like um he was a fitness guy and so I had to, <laughs> I had him still train me, do you know what I mean? But I'll be doing these sessions and then just crying. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> It was so brutal. I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what, because you didn't have to do it, but I was insistent. Like, no, we have to train. We have to still train. Oh, it was awful. It was actually awful. Wouldn't do that again. Would definitely yeah, do that. <laughs> Self-punishment for some crazy reason. That's yeah. crazy. I know. I think my, my biggest cheating situation, I think I, I tend to refer, refer it to, because it was, it was quite significant for me. And I, I remember taking to my bed for a bit, and I think it was one of the first guys that I let my daughter be aware of because I've been very protective of letting her know who I date and stuff like that. I've kept anyone that's not serious away. I mean, I, they can fuck up my life, but definitely not my child's. Um, no, you can't fuck up my life, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but he, he was quite significant. And it was one of those ones where I wanted to, I had to navigate being heartbroken with my child around me. And it was, it was an interesting way what I wanted to do because I had to be honest and when I told her like you know the I've got to say his name he um I found out that he was still with his children's mother and she was like oh my gosh um and she was comforting but she also kind of was aware to give me space I don't always show emotion I'm quite protective of my emotions because I don't want her to ever feel pressure to have to help me or you know if she does I don't know I think young people I don't know if she has the tools to see mummy struggling do you know what I mean so I'm quite protective of that so I remember being in that space where like I just want to be in my bed and not face the world and I remember there's key points in London where you he and I used to meet up and I know it took a long time I can remember being on the tube getting the tube from Piccadilly Circus because we used to work near there and being in floods of tears and I'm like whoa and I wasn't expecting it it was like I'm getting on the tube and I'm crying and it's like this is such a freaking movie and I'm quite like I don't like showing my emotions like that but I'm sitting on the tube crying because this is the tube we used to get because I want to expose this is shit that he did he, he didn't live where he said he lived. So we'd get on the tube, the Piccadilly line, and he'd get off at the stop, pretending that's where he lived. Then he'd get back on the train and go back to where he really lived. That's the levels. So when I'm thinking about it, yeah, it's deep, deep, deep. He was deep. He was deep. I remember we went away. Listen, I remember we went away. We went away to Scotland. Was it Scotland? No, Manchester. I can't remember if it was Scotland or Manchester. We went to see a play. 
and he paid for us to go over. It was a weekend away. And I remember we got the train back when we were like back in London, getting the train back. He went past his stop. When I didn't realize where he actually lived, he went past his stop to get off. And that was a good 10 stops after or so to then get on the train back. That's psychotic, man. Just to maintain the lie. So when I say don't beat yourself up about other people's bad behavior, don't beat yourself up, especially if they went that deep. They're actually nuts, not you. But yeah, it's an interesting space when someone treats because it really does strip you of trust, a lot of trust, mm. and removes you of agency. It does. It does. It does. It does. I think, I think it's a comment. Yes. Comment. Um. Yes. So Nee says, "Are we cheating? The game is. Um. The game is a game. Feel your feelings. Suck it up and keep it moving. See the red flags and don't be afraid to dust." Yes. That's a very neat man way of dealing with it. (laughs) But you know, they literally are never like that, though. They don't deal with it, I would say. Because men don't get cheated on. Yeah, they get cheated on all the time. I'm saying the meme is men don't get cheated on. I can't get cheated on. That's the thing out there. Men are the worst. They are never like, oh, I can just deal with it. They are the most bitter people. On the floor. On the freaking floor, it's what is terrific. <laughs> like it's actually some. I don't know, not to laugh at their pain, but sometimes it it seems comical because it's so extreme, and then you think like, but you guys do this to people all the time. Do you know what I mean? But when it's your turn, we're supposed to drop everything and like be there for you. Come on, man, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot well, well, that's that's on that. Yeah. Um, so moving into the part where we get a little bit deeper, aunties get deep, and we want to explore some topics a little bit further. So one conversation we were having at the end of last week's show off camera was um, being a black woman boss. And mm. just wanted to explore what that meant to us and what, what, we, what you feel about being a black woman in power. And it could be power in the relationship. It could be power at work. It's like if you feel like you're a female boss, what, what connotations does that have? And does society have a problem with powerful black women in boss positions? What are your thoughts, Auntie um, Sade? Okay, I have a lot of thoughts on this because, you know, I've been a boss for years. <laughs> I have been a boss for many years, over 10 years, maybe over 15 years. And um, obviously I'm black. <laughs> and like, I just... I I don't feel like I've ever kind of settled properly into that role. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really don't feel that. I feel like I've had a lot of, like, issues. Don't get me wrong. I've worked with some amazing people. I really have. Do you know what I mean? And I think um, those people that have had great experiences with, I generally t- still, even though they don't necessarily work for me, do you know what I mean? I still talk to them now and, you know, have really good um like actual friendships do you know what I mean that kind of thing which is amazing that doesn't always happen but I think like I've definitely had my fair share of being what I feel being treated differently because I am in that position I'm black and I'm a female and it's you know I kind of just got sick of it to be honest so much so that you know I definitely <laughs> over the years have definitely definitely said I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> like do you know what I mean that I don't like people and <laughs> like, I'm, 
their ways and I'm just exhausted of their nonsense. Do you know what I mean? Because I think being a boss anyway, like first of all, just anyone who's in like a boss position in terms of like managing people um, and stuff, I think you you are all you're the easy scapegoat right do you know what i mean oh my boss is this my boss is that like do you know what i mean it's always so easy to blame them and not look at yourself and i definitely have done that when i've been you know in an employee position as well kind of thing so i i do recognize it um so you're kind of like dehumanized in a way you know um but i think that there was definitely many scenarios where if I was a white male, I would have been treated differently. People would talk to me differently. They would respect me differently. They would just have more patience, understanding, um, like a whole bunch of things. Like it would just be a whole different scenario. And I do think there's, I don't know if there's studies on this or whatever. And I really wish there was because it is insane. The amount of people, what, what I kind of, see it comes down to is because I look like you and maybe I make this look easy therefore that the value is kind of like it's kind of devalued in some sort of way or it goes to a place where it's like the respect goes really quickly because you're just like me so why why can't I be in your position or why can't why do I need to respect you in that sense kind of thing so it's just uh it's been it's been it's been challenging <laughs> it's definitely been challenging Oh, really? I can't hear you. Oh, that's strange because we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you clearly. Yeah. Hmm. Don't know. <laughs> Audience, can you hear Auntie Nella? I know we missed everything she said. She still can't hear her. So still now? What about now? Nana, keep speaking, please. What did you have for breakfast? That is very strange. Oh, that is really good. Still cricket. Oh, wow. <laughs> Still can't. Oh, no, we missed everything she said. We can't hear Auntie Nana. <laughs> what about now? How we about need now? you to respond to us. Can you hear me now? Check one, two, one, two. You're not hearing anything either on Insta. No way. Wow. wow. What's going What's on? What did you say? Let's rewind the tape. <laughs> can you see her though? Yes, they can hear okay. her. Can you hear her now? Is that a yes to hearing her? I can hear her. Oh, okay. Imagine oh, okay. if the audience was playing a trick on us. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite funny. 
Tell me I'll start again. So um, my experiences of being a boss. And so before I became self-employed 2007, I thought I'd be great at it. So I'd really enjoy it. I'd love bossing people around. Just what I thought a boss was is not what it is. And I don't enjoy it for different reasons. It's more about discipline. I don't like discipline in other people. Mm. So... Um, I'm not great at that part of it, but I do think when I have a really good person that I'm working with or people that I'm a good boss and I generally get on with people who are hardworking, that's usually my only uh, bugbear. It's just if somebody's a bit lazy, then it's not going to go well and then they'll go in and I'll find somebody else. But that kind of motivating somebody I'm not good at that. I just want them to be motivated, get on with the work that they've got to do and keep it moving. And so, yeah, I just thought I'd really, I'd, I'd love being in the position of responsibility. And as it's gone on, definitely had those feelings of, I absolutely do not want to do this anymore. And sometimes go back to, maybe I should find a job. But then I remember that I'm a terrible employee and I don't like being told things. So you have that catch-22. <laughs> I don't like being told. And sometimes I don't like telling. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of got to juggle it and work with it. But I do think the attributes that make a good leader, I definitely have lots of those attributes, being compassionate, empathising, generally seeing a 360, like just understanding people's emotions. I deal with that. But enforcing discipline not great with those types of things so I, I do always think wow if I had a big team uh what would I do and I just go back to I would probably do quite a few courses I remember when my sister did a management course and she just learned so many different strategies on it I am like actually I would love to do a management course just to have strategies in place that you've been taught come second nature and you can kind of default to that would probably make it easier but I haven't had much experience of feeling like um of my femininity or blackness went against me definitely we're in regards to like I'm doing events when we had meant to excel when we would do events all around the city I was the one that would go in and negotiate the venues because it was a lot easier than the the black guys doing it it's just they didn't get anywhere and generally I could get a contract so there there were some perks to it as well it may have been a totally different scenario if I was a white man but I don't know but it, for me it's kind of been uh, an easy road being black and female there's definitely a a kind of oracleness. people think that you're wiser than you are and sometimes I just play up to that it's just like that kind of motherly or auntie type of this person's like she's gonna know like they'll ask you questions and then I'll just bluff my way through like I know exactly what I'm talking about so yeah I, I found more benefits <laughs> to it than hindrances see that's the thing you see what you described right there is what I think people want me to be or expect me to be do you know what I mean yeah, and yeah. I'm so far away from that it's <laughs> unbelievable and they don't they can't they can't they can't handle it. And it doesn't really matter where they're from. Do you know what I mean? They're just like, it, it, it just froze them where they want me to be this earth mother. And I'm not, do you know what I mean? Like I, you know, 
I'm generally straight talking. I've definitely learned over the years to be much more tactful in what I say. And because you never know how it's going to land for people, um, you know, and just be mindful of their emotions and everything like that. But I'm my natural state is to be very direct and like, no, you can't do that as a black woman. No, 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 not in the workplace. That no, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Then you're being aggressive, and then you're being, you know, do you know what I mean? They 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 feel hard done by in some sort of way, and it's just like, oh, it's just I just find it like super super exhausting. But yeah, you hit the nail on the head of that. Like, no, that's that could never be me, and I would never pretend to be that either. Um, I think for me, I always said I was a great, well, I'm a great right hand if I'm in the area that um, I'm interested in. So definitely during my hairdressing days, um, I was definitely brilliant, <laughs> if I do say so myself, as a right hand person. But then I soon accelerated or moved, positioned myself as a as a driving force, especially when I went um, independent as well. Um, and that's because it came easy to me. I loved it. And it was just... Um, what I did naturally and definitely being a boss of my chair that's where I felt the most power like I really felt in control so but when I'm not in control or I have any kind of insecurities whether it's financial or feel like I'm not up to par that's when maybe I can overcompensate with people who um, I think are doing me a favor and forgetting my worth as actually I'm doing them a favor especially when I've moved into this position as boss um, running this, um, um, the British Blacklist, the media platform, because at first I started, you know, I was green around the gills and I was at first cap in hand, like, you've got to understand this platform, you've got to respect this black platform. We're going to break into the industry and um, by any means necessary. But I knew that because I think I come from the, the world where I had to be, especially when I was a junior in hairdressers, you have to work your way up. And for some reason, that's kind of stuck with me in that mentality that you've got to be patient and the shit will come, but you've got to be good at what you can, you've got to be good at what you do and work your way up the ranks um, if you're not, if you're learning on the job to get when you, if you've got to develop your skills, you've got to learn and there's going to be a little grunt, there's going to be a bit of grunt work until so you know enough to then take the reins and be a leader in that position. So I think when I launched the British Blacklist, I was definitely like, I'm doing grunt work. I know what I want, but I know what the industry is about and I know they're not going to just, because I'm not going to come at it with all the bells and whistles that I needed to compete with the major players of the industry. I'm going to have to do a bit of grunt work to get myself to a position where they do respect me. But that shift when you come in as a grunt and then real when you and you don't and you miss the moment when you're actually a the big boss there is on a level, it can you can find yourself in a bit of a and I found myself in a bit of a swamp where like, oh shit, defining myself as a boss mm. and being in a position of power and being able to negotiate. And sometimes it's like I, I I'm not saying I, I don't it's, this sounds I hate describing myself, but if I put myself in a box. I think whatever stuff has contributed to who I am as a person as I grew up, being very, I can't fake it. I'm really shit at faking it. And a lot of the media industry and this creative industry is yeah. fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. And that's been one of the things I've always struggled with. I remember one of my mentors, um, Mark, um, Mark One, he used to always say, stop being so honest. So if, some, I, if someone says, how's things going? I'd be like, yeah, but you know what? Shit's not going, it's not as great as you, and I, I it's a habit, because if I, because I know what's going on behind the scenes. I know that sometimes it's just me, one, staying up 24 hours, trying to get one post, two posts out, trying to do this, that, and the other for the British Blacklist to survive and succeed. People don't really want to know that story. They want to just say, oh, I, and I don't know how to answer it, because I'm but like... It's also not good vibrationally. Yeah. 
So it's mm. like you have to you have to know exactly. who you can be one hundred percent honest with. Exactly, they are your business confidants. Exactly, and everybody else gets the perception talk. And exactly, is, things are great. I'm looking for this thing or da da da, but you yeah. don't give them the whole story. Yeah, and that's my problem. They don't care. I mean, to be fair, actually, to be fair, in, in my on in being quite open, wearing my heart on my sleeve type thing, it has actually benefited me and afforded me some great conversations and moving for, things forward. But it is that it's under, and it's about worth and confidence, and it's mm. about understanding the business. Because if you do understand the nature of business, especially if you have that mind, I don't necessarily I never necessarily had that mind earlier on because I was always used to being a right hand when I worked at the BBC I was always an assistant I was never, and I because I was I had no interest in no interest in rising through the ranks of the BBC I absolutely was like I'm not going to stay here I'm just here to pay my bills I never had aspirations to do anything more than just I'm going to do this job get my bills and go because I had other stuff going on but in that it kept me in assistant role so even when I'm running a business I'm an assistant slightly so I'm not segueing into becoming the boss in the position when it comes to being a boss and managing people i think i'm more lean i lean towards nana's way of doing things i am a lot more like that and that served me okay but it is as auntie shade is um, good at it's like you know the dead weight getting rid of that quicker than sometimes again if you're trying to figure things out and people you feel like people are doing you favors sometimes it's hard to get rid of them when you and it's, it's that fearfulness okay if this person's not here even if they're doing a shit job they're at least filling in a little bit of the you know there's still a little bit of water leaving it's plugging up it's plugging out some of the water it's not all the water that's being plugged up but some of it so let me do that until i can find someone that will do it in a better way so there's sometimes when you're on the back foot you you kind of make you overcompensate for people that are just dragging you down that's what i had to learn but as an employee i think i'm strict i'm firm and I definitely, I think my assistant Tamika, who's amazing, um, I think she can, she tells me like, okay, I, I know when you're in that mood and I know when I need to just shut up and get on with it. And, but we we have an amicable relationship where she can come to me with things, I hope anyway. And um, I think I've got a bit, I think I've got a good balance, but I think I do need to work on a bit more of the assertiveness of being a boss. Also, I was, I was just gonna add as well, like, I think like, for me, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a high achiever, right? Do you know what I mean? Like I will smash anything that I'm gonna, that I put my mind to. Like I think about winning all the time, especially in business. It's like fun yeah. for me. Do you know what I mean? And people don't necessarily expect that from women oh, in general. Do you know what they I mean? Don't like it. Not a black women as well, kind of thing. The fact that you know, working in tech, which you, you know, majority white male, like to have a competitive, like I was like. Could be with people do you know what i mean like you know that was that that's just my nature my spirit and like you know the majority of my colleagues at one point and my employees i can outwork all of them like absolutely yeah. every single one of them and it just what that does is like and that's just like me just being me do you know what i mean and like it just throws up insecurities in people and that was really difficult to to deal with because it's just like you know, especially if you're building your own business, you want to be able to just be yourself. That's the whole beauty of building your business, no? And then just realising that actually you being yourself can cause problems for other people. It's just like, oh, I can't win. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I really, really struggled with that, you know? Do you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, I, I just, I don't really know what the solution is. So I've now gone to the other extreme of not working with anyone. <laughs> 
I think that's a, that's a fact because I definitely have had because for me I think one of the other things was being a black woman in a space and how that if that's hindered you or anything like that I that one I've never it's never been a thing because one thing where I can I have maybe skew a little bit more to the insecure side in some things other things when I want to do this like the British practice is 10 years this year mm. nothing and for all the trials and tribulations of doing this I'm not not doing it I'm going to do it like when I when I want to do something no one can't tell me not to do it and I've had people in my ear from left, right, different places, even down to when I was calling it the British blacklist, people like, you know, I had people in my corner saying, oh my God, that's a risk, you can't call it that. I know what's in my heart, I know what I'm gonna do, and I, no one can sway me. And definitely I've had employees who've had an expectation, and I think that comes, that thing of being black and familiar, when you're doing something that's successful, there's, and when people kind of maybe try and join you on your journey in whichever way, they try and they, expect things from they think that you they think you owe them and they think that because we're black I've definitely had someone or people say you know black woman to black woman you're supposed to be and I'm like well I don't have to do anything to be honest yeah. and the fact that I genuinely do not have to do anything and I, because I think I can be smart I'm generally quite a smiley open person but that does not mean to say I'm an idiot and I hate I hate that's what I hate that I hate for Auntie Sade that if you're if you're direct and no nonsense that's seen as aggressive but mm. if you're nice and you're just you're caught cool, like not i don't want to say that that's not i'm not, actually i don't want to put that as a juxtaposition but if you're seemingly smiley open and have a softer nature i don't even know what how to describe it i'm not trying to pick no 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 i know i know exactly the audience is like you're seen as like maybe weak. you know yeah weaker maybe a little bit yeah. dopey, doesn't really know what's going on maybe not necessarily yeah. charge and, and i hate Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. So I hate when people see that and think that's that makes me an easy target. I've definitely had people think they can come at me, and then when I switch, they're like, "Oh, wow," because I don't necessarily display that. I don't have that nature. That's not my natural nature. So to be like that, it's not my natural nature. However, don't take my kindness or my seemingly openness for weakness. And I find that's what people do a lot. And in our community, if it's that, I mean, from school days, from anything, that's. Oh, I think that's something I've struggled with. That. And it's, it is, for me, my community, my world is quite black. And it is a thing that, especially because we are so built to be strong, tough, and defensive, if someone's just easygoing, unless they have something else about them that people can't tap in, like, get into, you're treated like you're an idiot. You're treated like you, you think, can't... And this, I think there's, like, a what I've come up against is sometimes people want to be told off. And I'm always like, what is that? That yes, in order to be like you're the boss, I need to tell you off about something because it's that expectation. It's strange, just like why? As an adult, I'm like, I don't want to be told off by anybody. But there oh seems to God. be like you see like that kind of lessening of doing the work, and then you want like an aggressive like, but you should have done. And it's just like, no, you can just not do the job. Like it's it's a simple, you do it or you don't. But I'm not gonna tell you off because I think sometimes. It's probably how people are brought up. Sometimes being being brought up in a black household is very aggressive. Yeah, and you see how people expect to be treated aggressively, and when you don't, it's like, well, there must be some type of weakness in you. And it's actually yeah. like, no, I see the power in you. Actually, you don't need to be shouting. We don't need to be shouting at each other. It doesn't yeah. need to be that way. And it's that's the 
I don't know. That, that's what I struggle with. Like, we, I don't think anybody should be shouting at somebody. You know what's so funny? Like, I used to have this, I have the opposite issue. So I'm quite naturally quite smiley. So people generally, when they when they first meet me, they think I'm really, like, open and friendly. And I'm not. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually really introverted and very introverted sorry i'm really um what do you call it I, i'm actually quite shy and i'm very awkward do you know what i mean i don't like sh um small talk any of that like why i work in events i don't know do you know what i mean because i'm not like a people person like that and stuff and i think it was just like constantly having to to kind of challenge that and like as I said like when I was direct and people would be really like oh that's not who, kind of almost like that's not who I I thought you were and stuff and then when I am then it's like but I'm not I'm not like a in especially in the workplace like obviously I'm from roads in it do you know what I mean so we kind of deal with things a little bit differently back in the day but in the workplace I'm not a shouty person like I'm just not do you know what I mean like but there would be these almost like rumors going around that Charlotte's gonna shout at you thing ever and it's just like but you've never actually even seen me in your five years of being here shower anyone why would you why is this fear it's just like this fear is like consuming them it's just insane and then also the other thing is what I learned especially um you know because I usually with my business it's gonna my employees are it's gonna be make up 80% black usually majority female as well and um sometimes skew kind of younger and like what I could see is that people would judge my staff um based on their own ex their own experiences and also judge me based on their own experiences so if they look at me they might think I'm usually they think I'm younger than them do you know what I mean probably didn't have the same kind of like background and stuff and they think oh or well, I wasn't there in you know at that age do you know what I mean so how is she or how is how is that person doing what they're supposed to be doing I had like I remember some client coming to me and like quizzing me on the you know the academic background of my staff to make sure that they could cover reception are they oh, okay <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I'm just like, first of all, I'm fucking busy. Do you know what I mean? So why are you even talking to me about this nonsense? But you know, trying to you know to just shut that off and just be professional and just deal with it in the moment. It's just like, you know, like how 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 do you want me to resolve this for you right now? Like you know, there's no cue. They're getting through it. What what else do you want? You know, and. It's, you know, do you know what I mean? Like in those scenarios, it's just like, I, I, I lose patience about being nice. I'm not that, I look nicer than I am, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's that thing about nice. The word, it's so funny that, cause it's, as I was struggling to not then pigeonhole that if you're direct, that means you're not nice. Cause that doesn't, it doesn't mean that at mm. all. And then no, being no. nice, sometimes when you're being nice, you're not actually being nice because you're not being true to who you are. If you're yes. faking it, do you got know what I mean? And you're smiling in someone's face, but then cussing them. You know what? Sorry, undermining them. Kalechi had a good has a good phrase, yeah. Um, uh, Kalechi Okafor, she says like, "I'm not I'm not always nice, but I'm kind," and that is exactly who I am. Do you know yes. what I mean? I am very yeah. kind, but I'm not always nice. Do you know what I mean? Because actually, I don't have 
time to be nice all the time, especially when I was dealing with, I used to do like 200 to 300 events a year, right? I had a tw team of 12 people. It's intense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have time for your, I don't have time for your insecurities. I don't have time for your in racism. I'm trying to get the back. And the thing is, that was, that was the other thing, having senior members of staff telling me like, oh, I don't think you should go for that target. Sorry? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Why not? Why, why the fuck not? Do you know what I mean? Would you be saying that to anybody else? Would you do, would you take that advice if you were in charge? You know, it's just like, you know, I've had to learn as a boss, like, and I really did have members of staff that I trusted absolutely everything that they said. And I had to realize, actually, you know what? Like, I have to trust my intuition because I actually do know best. And I actually have great decision making. Actually, do you know what I mean? I always think things come in. What I just tended to do because I didn't believe in myself as much was just not act on it, you know, but I always knew. And I've over the years, I've just that, you know what, you can actually, you can have your opinion, but I don't have to take it because you know what? I'm the boss, actually. Do you know what I mean? And it's my, it, everything rests on me. When you're the person in charge, you are responsible for everything at the end of the day. So it's, uh, it's not for the, it's not for the faint hearted. I'll say that to, for, for sure, for sure, for sure. But yeah, let's get some comments. Quite a few comments come Yes, through. sorry. <laughs> Doing a run there. Um, okay, so Roland says the issue comes when white people can't respect your authority because you're black and you look young. A lot of a lot feel like they are superior to you. Um oh, did I say not just he's a just, he just went on to say he's not just not just oh not just white, white people. people that's yeah. very very true yeah so Rendon also says not just white people um but it becomes deeper when uh you tell the white people no i've got stories for days about telling white people no um Roland also says it's crazy auntie nana but it seems they usually need to be told off or reprimanded in order for them to feel that the person is in a position of authority unfortunately that's the way society is portraying roles of authority especially within law enforcement agencies and courts then says people know when i'm faking being nice because my face is a traitor <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that quick look. Um, <laughs> Soma, is it Soma? So it's Soma. I'm not sure if I got that right. So it's so true. An employee told me they never heard me shout, but how could you? How could I shout at an adult I didn't birth? <laughs> um, and then, and also it says I can't imagine a situation where I'd have to shout on an employee. Yeah, it's a, it's um, a bit dramatic. It's a bit dramatic. I mean, obviously, it could be that kind of, this could be something, but it's not an everyday occurrence. It shouldn't be an everyday occurrence unless you're a yeah. chef shouting orders. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, it shouldn't be a thing where you get shouted at like that. No. Um, but we, I think boss authority, black people is a thing. And it's something I think, um, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I, I wonder what mm -hmm. if black people have a problem with authority? I think I think because I've employed a lot of black people, yes, I, I I think that that is a thing. And then also as well, just even looking at myself, yes, do you know what I mean? Like you can't just tell me anything, and I'm just gonna accept it. Like no, so like, that... it's just not in my it's just not in my nature. And I just think also, oh, what's your follow up question? No, I was gonna say then. So does that make us hard to employ? 
No, I just think you need to understand your employees. Like we're not a monolith. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you need to know how to kind of like, you know, um, to connect with them, like on an individual level. And that takes time and energy. But if you really want a good team, that's what you need to do. And you want them to to work well, That that's it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like as, mm. as much as I'm complaining, like I've had fantastic teams. Do you know what I mean? Because actually I've, cultivated environment where people are able to be themselves do you know what I mean and it's just like that comes with um you know it does come with its problems whether over familiarity and all that kind of stuff but you kind of deal with that you know as and when it comes up but um so but yeah I think yeah, it's, it's, like finding, it's knowing your people it's knowing, yeah. knowing knowing who your people are um my friend the other day she just got a new job and the manager there actually asked her, what's, what type of style do you like to be managed in? And he had like a whole chart. And so she went through and literally it's like her style of being managed. I was like, that's what I would go for. It is like we discuss things. You leave me to my own initiative. If you have a problem, it's done in private, away from a team set. You know, there's just certain things where it's like, actually treat me like an adult was all of the different steps that she went through. But I thought it was really nice, just a general new job to have a manager be like, what type of style would you prefer? And to tailor how you're going to deal with your team in different ways to how they've come to you. Isn't always going to go like that, but I was like, that's a really good trust, like forming step to take with somebody that's going to be working under you and is going to need to be managed in some capacity. And also have that for yourself, right, as the manager. Yeah, like, I've right. definitely got a um, how to work with me guide. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, like as a dyslexic person, don't friggin' interrupt me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you. I'm just going to lose my trailer of thought. The meeting's going to take longer, you know, and we're all going to just waste time. Just, yeah, you know, yeah. just, just things like that. But, like, be respecting it, though. And just not, like, I think that a lot of not all but a lot of black people especially when you have you know mind you like my business in particular is working with big tech companies do you know what I mean and I gave opportunities to people that wouldn't necessarily get those opportunities through normal channels so I think imposter syndrome was a big thing yeah. do you know what I mean like having like responsibility the position the pay all of that kind of stuff like maybe very early on in your career or like you know yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? It was just thingy. I think that that was a big thing. I didn't necessarily understand that properly yet, yeah. but like a lot of that stuff was being projected onto me when it's actually this is not my stuff. You know, yeah. do you know what I mean? So it's just like okay, like, but I can recognise that I've felt like this. Do you know what I mean? Especially yeah. working in very very white spaces with you know, do you know what I mean? Where we're not the norm. For um, sure, I definitely, I definitely agree. Imposter syndrome is a big thing, and I think that plays out in us a lot. And especially when, especially if they see us in a position of power and can't believe it for themselves. So mm. they're like, so then they're like, well, how can you be there? Because how we've been told that we can't do this and it doesn't make any sense to me. And even when they're enthusiastic and getting on board and then they understand what it takes and what you've had to sacrifice as a boss to get there, then the reality hits and then the insecurities pile on and then either they mess up at work and feel even worse and project a whole heap of nonsense or they underperform in a way or do something that we consider like, you know, traitorous, treacherous or, you know, violating like work rules and stuff. And then it just leaves a sour taste in the mouth. And I've had more than one, I think, 
I can't remember if it was Auntie Nana or Auntie Shadi mentioned it, but I've had more than one um, friend say that when it came to choosing the white employee over the black employee for an easier life, they went with the white employee. No, not me. No, 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 not that. We were talking about something, another, I think, was it Chucky's podcast? That's, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. yes. Not that you directly said that. I think it was on um, Chucky's podcast where he said where they yeah, said yeah, yeah, the scenario. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, yeah that they were having troubles. Obviously, you can't like you can't officially do that. You know, do you know what I mean? That's discrimination. No, I'm, I'm and I'm saying that obviously you can't you can't do that. But there's a conversation that goes behind the scenes. Like I have never experienced that ju- as yet, um, um, or had to make those decisions because I've definitely worked in my space with white people and black people alike who've done similar nonsense to progression of projects I've had to work on. And it's been, and I've been glad to say, because sometimes you do have the extra sensitivity being black. And I think that's another thing, so many things we can cover, but that's another thing of being a boss. You try sometimes when you're employing your own, you want to over, you overcompensate and you allow a room because you're you're allowing room for mistakes and error mm. and maybe a bit of attitude and a bit of this because you you're rooting for them to do better i literally had this conversation where someone was like yeah. i was rooting for them to do better i really wanted them to do better but i had to let them go because they just would not yeah. do better yeah, yeah. there's oh, a burden of that feeling yeah because yeah. i really get involved like literally yeah. am like just do it's not it's even like be flipping I don't know, like LeBron. Like it's like I'm not yeah. saying you're gonna be the best, <laughs> but you can see the best that the person can do. And when they're not doing that, it is like come on, like I'm actually like on your side. Like I'm not even working against you. I'm on your side. So if you're struggling, yeah. let's say I'm struggling, da, 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 and then we can work it out and get and you can get better. But when when laziness kicks in, I think that's the that's my biggest like because I can also procrastinate. And sometimes when it's in the air, I can feel myself slipping into just chatting. And so I really try and run away from that. When some when it's all kind of floundering, I'm like, I'm the I will be there floundering with you if mm-hmm. if I allow this to set in, because I can cotch. So it's really like, no, nah, as soon as you see that in a group, I I I am like, I'm seeing it. I I can be a cotcher or let's fix up. Like it's just it can go either way. I think that was probably in my report. I'm easily influenced to chat too much. Like, yeah. <laughs> be one of those. Yeah. Or very hardworking. Uh, I've just... definitely had um, employees that I should have got rid of sooner. And, like, you know, you just kind of, like, you Hope like them. Is. So you take them under your wing. And, like, if that role doesn't set up, oh, don't worry, we're going to create another role. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to create a role for you. Do you know what I mean? I, I, and, like, it just got to the point where they are just blatantly taking the piss in the end where it's just like no you gotta go took it badly do you know what i mean but it's just like i don't know like i can see but now because i know like i done everything i done more i went above and beyond to make sure that do you know what i mean that you you had the best chance possible so i i know i can see at night but you know obviously as a as a as a boss that like, you're responsible for people man it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot of pressure it's and especially if you know that you're giving them opportunities that they would never actually you can't say never but in the way especially when you're an entrepreneur oh, man. You get, you get access real. In a some quick- of them would never they yeah would- it's true like especially when you're an entrepreneur and you get access to things and you've managed in part cover way definitely with my platform you get you might get access to doing like you'll be interviewing somebody you cannot get that chance anywhere mm-hmm. else 
and, yeah. and it will go to the um the white intern or the, the white junior and you will never get that chance so sometimes also when you give them too much it's like whoa wow and then they turn into um big heads and just like <laughs> it's mad but okay wrapping up um yeah, one tip for fun. bosses i know that was it i'm gonna say one tip for bosses for being a boss one tip for being a boss i got loads of tips uh just one all right the, the first tip that comes to my mind is when it's not working sack and move on very quickly auntie shade <laughs> don't do it no I'm joking <laughs> um, <laughs> um one tip like trust your gut yeah. Um, mine is know your worth. Mm -hmm. There we go. Know your worth, know your business worth. All right, Next let's move on to for the culture. I don't know how many you can for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. Okay, this is for the culture where we, the aunties, just get into what's going on in popular culture. This is where we get to be a bit chatty, gossipy, and doing what aunties do best, just chat about people and discuss their nonsense antics in the world. Um, we've got a bunch of themes, don't have much time. However, I, I, I want to save Janet Jackson's documentary to next week. I haven't had time to watch it. I we are going to do Janet Jackson's documentary. We will talk about it next week. I started today, but yeah. Okay, cool. So we have Nick Cannon's got another woman pregnant with his eighth child. We talked about Ray, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky being pregnant. Um, Footballer Mason Greenwood has been arrested on suspicion of rape. And Yuri Geller says the aliens will be landing on Earth. I mean, damn. <laughs> of course it was me. <laughs> Let's go. What do you want to talk about first? We've got like 10 minutes to get through all of these. What do you want to talk about first? Um, um, I guess Nick. Nick Cannon's Nick been Cannon. doing the rounds, hasn't he? So Nick Cannon has got another woman pregnant. And you, do you know what? Okay. It's his eighth child. I don't know if it's, okay, it's baby number eight. He did um, recently lose a baby, which is very sad news. Um, his child that he had with Alyssa Scott, the baby son, Zen, they, he passed away and he did know, they knew that he was going to pass away. He wasn't going to have a long life. Um, so, but I didn't like the way this has been presented in the news as it's like baby number eight is kind of compensation for bait for Zen's passing, which I don't know if it, that's really true. I don't think Nick and or Alyssa no. or his new partner have ever said that, but that's kind of where some of the headlines are going. And I found that quite sickening. But however, he is, by the way, having another child. And what do you guys think? I think it's more, I guess, the timing. Like people are wrong. They're inaccurate anyway, because this woman was um pregnant i think zen would have been two months old the twins would have been about three months old and then there's another child that was six months old when she got pregnant so already he had all of these babies i think it's more the fact of in 2020 four children were born and then you have this woman who is uh, i think it's she's to give birth at like um in march like so she so it's just how can you really be being an effective father with four babies in three different households and then one dies and then you have this next new household where you're going to be a father into another baby? So I, the levels of irresponsibility, it, it feels like proper madness. I, I don't get how, it doesn't matter how rich he is. I'm still like, how is this 
even like okay for these women to be participating in this because he can't how can he literally be being a good a good dad really but like emotionally that doesn't really make any sense to me at all Ashishado. um it's possible it happens all the time like do you know what i mean it wasn't that long ago when you know uh you know even my granddad had 14 wives do you know what i mean so it's possible it's possible i don't think it, i don't think it's that i, I don't necessarily I mean, the children would they have been like we had a really good dad i don't know <laughs> they might just be happy to be alive and also as well like I don't necessarily you know well guys that listen regularly know that I don't necessarily think you need two parents to raise uh, a child anyway kind of thing so and that it's not like they're you know at the you know suffering the epitome of poverty either do you know what I mean like I think they're they're they've got a decent start in life do you know what I mean like each mother can have a family around them that can whatever is deemed to be missing could be su supplemented by you know others and stuff it does take a village at the end of the day so I don't think it's I don't I, I don't know I think like what kind of concerns me is there are some men out there and I don't know if this is Nick Cannon himself that do this type of thing as a way of a type of abuse that's what I don't necessarily agree with. But like, I think that women that willingly, fully consenting are fully aware of the situation, who are happy to be part of the situation, should be fine to go and live their lives and have their children how they want to have their children. Um, I think on, I think Alyssa's response, who's a mother of Zen, it was a very, I think something, I think she was asked as intrusive, journalists will ask um, inappropriate questions at times. Um, she was asked how she feels about the, the new baby on its way. And she said, you know, I have, I have, I have bear no ill feelings. I'm paraphrasing, bear no ill feelings. Had my time, you know, Nick and I were together with my son, with our son um, and Nick spent those, he, Nick was present basically, she, she said, and she has no ill feelings. It seemed a bit scripted and, you know, politically correct. So we will never know if she had any type of feelings about what Nick is doing. Um, it, on paper, it seems a bit insensitive, but if the baby was already on, if the woman was already pregnant whilst then was, you know, still on this earth, then it's it's all misinformation, isn't it? So it's, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't make any sense to be talking about it in that way. But no matter what, he is having eight children. I don't, I don't think there's enough evidence. No, 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 that's a lie. There's a lot of evidence to say that the absence of a father or an absence of a parent can have an effect on certain children. Um, and definitely there's lots of conversation about multiple siblings with different mothers or different, well, yeah, different mothers and stuff. It doesn't always work out. Someone somewhere feels neglected. And whether it's one out of the 14 or um, one out of the three or two, you know, it, it, it doesn't, is it something that we need to be concerned about or not? I don't know. Um, I think where possible two parents, two heads are better than one because you are made up of two humans. So I don't know if not having that other human around is 100% okay, but I also know people who raise kids singularly, and my child is fine. Uh, not that she was totally disconnected from her father, but I was the primary parent in her life. And she's, in quotes, fine, hopefully still got years to go, but she's, been, she's done 
well. Um, and you know, there are people who, you know, you know, there's so many disagreements. I don't need to go through all of them. I just don't know what I don't know if I like what Nick is doing. But yes, it, as Auntie Charlotte said, if women are consenting and they're like, boy, I just want my child and Nick's the one to do it. So be it. I can't talk about them because if they're happy, then all good. But on paper, it just doesn't make sense. And on paper, I'm wondering if the children will get everything they need from Nick as best they can. As much as he thinks he's, I think he, like, I think we've talked about it before. I think he projects that he's going to be a great father. I just don't know if he can be. I don't know. Because I don't know how I would spread myself. It's impossible, it would be an impossible scenario if I had different, you know, I just don't know how I spread myself so thin. I don't know. Because I've got one child and I even wondering about having two children and three children, how I would have split my time. I know it's hard. And if you have favorites or if you have a child that's difficult and things like that, what does that do to the dynamics? So I just don't know how good a mother I would be if I had more than one child. I'm able to be a better mother because I was made a conscious decision that, you know what? I'm going to focus on the one that I have and make sure she's as good as as can be rather than maybe having more and spreading myself thin and not being able to deliver and then having children that are a menace to society. I don't know if that... Okay. That's the same one. I, I, I don't know if... What are you... I don't I, know... I've never even thought about that. Like, the I, one I child to having more. You just love them all, no? Like, yeah, I think because there's real conversations about, look, there's conversations about mothers actually feeling maternal, right? And there's yeah. you can have hormonal imbalance and be a present mum for one child. Next child, you get postnatal. You don't, you don't connect with that child. Or you don't get postnatal. You don't even connect with the next child or the next child. Who knows? And life happens alongside motherhood, right? So but as a but the other side of that is just that you can have one child and just completely smother them because you've yeah, only one child, do you know what I mean? Course, and that yeah. has negative effects as well, kind of, of thing. Or like if that, you know, heaven forbid, I don't even know. Like, but I just I, think like there's you know, there's always negative in, in there's there's always gonna be a negative side in each scenario, do you know what I mean? But I don't think because it's almost like you're saying it's worse to have more children no i'm not i'm i'm not i'm never saying that all i'm just saying is that i'm wondering because we're exploring nick being a a a good enough father to all his children based on you know like we're questioning like it it, is what do you mean by good enough father because that that's what i kind of want to explore because i think that the stigma of like single um parents and children who are raised in single parent households comes from society and their judgment of those scenarios so if society actually educated themselves and just let that go there wouldn't be that stigma to internalize the negativity from society do you see what i mean and that would eradicate that whole issue it's other people that make you feel bad for the scenario that you're in and it's just that that needs to stop it well, really I've, does. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been in that situation. My child has been judged for coming from a single parent family, um, definitely. So I'm not, I'm not, I didn't say that because I, I kind of forgot to say that. I definitely think it's a societal thing. However, there's a reality that is two humans come together. If you're having it the natural way and not any other way, of two people coming together and creating a human, we don't have the conversation like what without society's influence. We, we can't, we don't really know. But without society's influence, what does that mean? Do you even without society's influence, do you feel a sense of loss if one of those parents aren't around? Do you? Does a child? And we're asking about the question is: is like, can Nick Cannon be a good 
father to all eight children with and specifically not that they're all eight children in one household they're all they're yeah. eight children from different households yeah, get me? That, i'm saying as i know opinion. i know it's a different thing because it, it, it's impossible for me to split my household in that way but i, I suppose well, you know, one parent and be a shitty parent no but that's yeah. what i'm saying but i'm saying you, but you don't want to be a shitty no, parent i'm saying but then you're, you're not letting me well not that you're not letting me but i'm saying that in there's a reality that mothers can have it's a, it's just a different it's just a slightly different thing but mothers can have multiple children and not be a great mother to multiple children where as potentially they if they didn't have multiple children do you get me and were able to, ah i don't know if yeah, I'm, no, do I, get I, get, I get what you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I i'm not saying to be on end i'm just giving another scenario i i don't, I don't think it's a um a justification because you could have one child like they come with their personalities and some exactly. personalities you're not going to mesh with but that could happen with one child there are lots exactly. of no, exactly. one no, kid then no, they just no. never get on and they don't talk to them but you yeah. could have i think the <laughs> what one thing my dad always says like he's like i wish i had more children and he has six because he's like of the six <laughs> that i have but he wasn't a particularly good father but in his mind, he's like, if I had more kids, I may have more that liked me. Yeah. And it's like, or you could have had 10 and you're still only going to have my husband, Russell, that calls you up. <laughs> like, yeah. You never know how it's going to go. But in exactly. his mind, it's like there, there's more chance of that happening with more. And I kind of get where his thought process is. I do have a, the, the more children, there's, there's, there's other benefits that come along with it than just having one. My the, my mum is forever like, you can't just have two. What if you lose one? But then she's from that generation where lots of people lost a child. So it's like, how can you just have two kids? You may lose one and then you just got one left. And then for my sister and brother who have one, it's like, how can you just have one child? If you lose that one, then you have no kids. So the, I've kind of been more in that environment where it's like a bigger family makes more sense than a smaller family. But to have different households for Nick, it's like, how can you, now it's four households, how can you really be an effective dad in four different environments? Like the, the mums are going to be setting the tone and then you slot in. There may be some houses where you're received better, where you just feel more comfortable. Those kids respond to you better and you spend less time in the other households. It just, see, to me, it, it's easy logical to set this up and have it running it's like why would you want all of that stress but he may want all of that stress it just it seems really strange to want that scenario for your life it just seems like pure headache let's get the comments uh okay so oh nicola hi nicola says she's late to the party but she still made it hey nicola yeah. um roland says nick has the means and the team to get it done for all we know they all live in and or around the same compound. <laughs> no, they all have their own houses. <laughs> they can be in the same compound. <laughs> or they can be near. Um, uh, he also says, if uh, if it's different when 
uh, when you have the means and teams, your thought process would be different. You wouldn't consider it spreading yourself thin. I agree. Um, Akoya Words on Instagram says, it's all about balance, birthdays, parents, evenings. How present can he be for the children? He, How will he manage and balance all of their emotional and mental health? For me, it's about balance. And is there any other comments? So that's it for that. I think, I think for me, it's the, it's the as, as it all boils down to, it's the wealth equating ease of rep parenting which we do say is a factor but yeah. as we also always say that you know there's a, many a rich child who's <laughs> you get me so yeah yeah it's, it's so, and, I, I, <laughs> they might be worse if they're poor <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still struggling a poor I'm person still... doing what he's doing is bonkers <laughs> but <laughs> But then there's people that say they grew up, you know, like they always, you know, people, you know, the, especially the rich always cuss the poor that fuck like rabbits. And there is that thing like when you're in poverty, you tend to do have more children for whatever the stats are, um, that it doesn't stop people in poverty having kids. And people, some people like memorize, like we, we had one bed between uh, the 12 of us, but yet we grew up so close and we're an army of a family. And that's another thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's not always about the wealth so that's what i think nick is leaning on in his argument that yeah i got the money the means but it is about being emotionally and i think that's what i was trying to lean towards not saying that having one child or three children as a woman it, it, it's either or anything can happen but it is having the mental strength health and physicality and presence having that equally balanced between a multitude of children it's it's a challenge it's challenging and even if you love being a parent even if you're, even if you're rated as the best parent in the world no doubt it's a challenge yeah, yeah when you're going through shit and you then have to be present for a bunch for your child because the child didn't ask to be on this earth and that child needs you in a way that your physical health can't deal with there's challenges yeah Do you know no, what I mean? no, definitely definitely um and i guess you just see it from different points of view because for me yeah. all of my friends that have like one i find their job harder especially if they are a single parent because you, you have to play with that child and I can facilitate watching my boys play. Mm. But that kind of attention that they have to give, I literally am like, I, my mind, that, that, that would blow my mind. I'm sure I'd deal with it if I was there. But when I'm watching it, I literally am like, thank fuck that they came so close together because they can but play. And I don't have to be the one like in there playing like as they've been growing up. That to me seems harder. It, I can definitely attest to that because it is, it, and it's definitely if you're a woman with goals <laughs> and, and the society doesn't respect women with goals and, and a, mother, a mother, especially if you want to be a mother, um, it's hard and you do have yeah. to have that extra level of attention. And that's why I was like, aside, and, and I think I might have put my, my point across in the wrong way, but I didn't actively say I'm not going to have kids because I'm a single mother. But I, but I was also very cautious of going into it again as another, as single mother, on purpose, in that, if, if I can say it like that, because for me, everyone around me, even if they weren't with their partners, they had support. And I didn't have the same kind of support as my child was growing up. And I found that challenging. And, yeah, that's, and that's why I was like, yeah, I would rather put all my attentions on this child and not be in a situation where the emotional stress and pain of not having a supportive partner during the times when I felt like I needed one 
I'm not going to do that again. I can't intentionally put myself in that space. So I'd rather focus on the one. So I think it, because being a single parent is hard, and especially if you're a single parent that has goals, and if you're a woman that has goals and wants to, because I, I want to be a businesswoman. I wanted to be out there. I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mum. I wanted to be out in the world making my business. But there were times when my child definitely potentially suffered because either she wanted to be with me, but I had to give her to the nanny um, or whatever, or the other times she had to be my handbag and she was my handbag a lot. She came with me a lot of places. Yeah. And you see, and sorry, just, just a question, but you see that as she suffered, not that she had an experience that other people might not necessarily get that she's, that's helped to develop her character. I think, I think you can take all suffering, joys, highs, lows, whatever the case, whatever you class as suffering or pain or joy, whatever the case is, it all feeds into our character. We know that as adults. And I think I'm just using words because she might, it might not, it, I mean, suffering is quite dramatic so that I wouldn't maybe suffer the very African low you see how society has basically <laughs> told us that that is, that's what, that's how you categorise that. I because think you had to take her to work or not, I'm sorry, I'm not even trying to do this on you personally, but no, I, I just, you know what I mean? Like that is, is that is the language that is used for mothers who, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, like taking their child to work or something like that. Like, yes. it's, like it's inconvenience to everybody and the child when actually that should be pretty normal. Do you know yes. what I mean? It should be okay. It should be allowed. Mm. It should be built into our society. Uh, do you know what I mean? As the I, But I encourage, I always say that to mothers who, especially anyone who asks me like, how did you do it? And your child, you know, if they're saying like, your child's amazing, how did you do it? And I said, I make that positive, it's a positive. I put it in the in the same sentence, but I put that as a positive. My daughter coming to work with me, help her see her mother as an, a businesswoman, helped her see a place where you can have a child and work and have fun because, and you get to see a bigger world than maybe stuck in the home not and your mum separated from you that so kept our bond so i definitely see it as a positive if your child can come to work with you in any way you can that's a positive the flip side it's not necessarily suffering and like i said i use a dramatic african phrase in that respect but there is also there's times when no matter what a child just wants their parent and it's not that they get their way every time but we can't there's there's times when there's a part time there's times when your child is absolutely right they need you and that we don't know what that moment of them needing you and you can't be can't not being there for them for whatever reason what that does to them we just don't know and it's not everyday negativity it's not everyday um destitution and it's going to be depravity and they're all going to be depressed and grow up really angry but there are moments when as a parent you make decisions that don't benefit your child do you get me and then we can't get away from that and whilst we're changing the language we can't get away from the fact we do live in a society that has these boxes so we kind of have to shift them but also manage our lives within them and even if you want to break down the boxes and that's your way that's your way but also acknowledging that whilst you're we're as making decisions to break those rules and break down those boxes the child might not be there yet do you get me and the child is facing a world where when they go like like i say my daughter went into schools and people were like you've got a single mum and she's like she's like my world is fine you lot's got fucked up problems with your you don't even get with your parents you can't even talk to your parents i can talk to my mum about everything and things like that so there's you know that do you know what i'm saying there's dynamics that challenge mm, yeah. the world that like children i always had a thing where i was going to write a book about other people's kids opk other people's kids fuck up your child can mess up your child <laughs> yes yeah. yeah i agree with that cool shall we move on yes yeah, yes. we was on Nick for a while. Oh my um, god, yeah. Do you know what? I actually forgot we were on for the culture still. Yeah. Okay, we're making footballer Mason, Yuri Geller and the Aliens. What do you want to do, or do you want to move on totally? Go on, Nana. I know yeah, what you want to do. 
<laughs> okay. I'm just, you never know, it may happen. But yeah, so Yuri Geller has been, I think he put this on Twitter. He, <laughs> I don't know how things come to him, but somehow he got word that at the moment there's these solar flares that um, NASA are, are recording is happening in space. And it's like masses of energy. Um, they're saying it's probably come from a star exploding and part of the star that exploded is pulsating and it's called a pulsar. And Yuri Geller is saying that this phenomenon has taken place because there is a mass consortium of aliens who are about to descend on Earth. And he's telling NASA to prepare for this descent. And so he put it out there in a tweet and it was followed up by the Daily Record, a great newspaper. They have <laughs> reported on it as well. So I was just sharing this with the people that this is out there. We, re we remember in the 80s when Yuri Geller was like bending spoons and, and forks and stuff. He's back saying that the aliens are on their way and NASA should prepare. So, you know, just prepare. So. Cool. I think we can't really go deeper than that. No, Once that they arrive. Well, well <laughs> <you know. laughs> I thought they were already here personally, so... You know, it, I think he's a bit late to call it. <laughs> Maybe he means destructive ones. I don't, he just said he it didn't really I mean, say what their intentions were. Just that yeah. a lot of them were there. There, it's a mass congregation of them that are preparing to descend on Earth. Mate. Okay, let's quickly get into Mason, Mason Green. Oh, wait, can I Go just on. say? Aquarius says aliens don't want us. They probably think Earth is mad. Magic. You know what? Ghetto. The thing is, that's that's what makes it worse because they will see us as um like word uh, worthless, <laughs> and they can easily stump us out because we're not bringing any benefit to the universe. <laughs> at least if they could see that we're productive. Beings. Honestly, I think they'll be looking at us like they don't even like their planet. Look how they treat well, us. <laughs> we're manure to them. We're like, well, let's get gather them to plant our like to you know make manure out of us. They don't. They we're we're fertilizer. We're nothing to them. Okay, um, just on a bit more serious note, Mason Greenwood from Man United, um, he's a footballer, has been arrested over sexual assault. His girlfriend um, took to social media to um, accuse the player of rape and assault. He's 20 years old. And I think these stories come out almost weekly, monthly about footballers. What do we, I mean, I don't think we can resolve it right now, but it's a thing, a culture within sports, sports stars and not being able to control themselves. What is it? What's the problem? How do we sort it? And this is all, this is all alleged, this is all allegedly, obviously, because he's just, he's been, yeah. but, he's, been you know. he's been arrested on the yeah. accusation of rape, isn't it? Mm, like, yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? And they're, they're investigating. Man United have um, uh, said that he's not obviously not coming to training anymore kind of thing at the moment and stuff. And I just think, like, this isn't just, it's just not these types of things, you know, do you know what I mean? Don't come up with just footballers and athletes and stuff. Mm. Like, this is kind of like societal do you know what i mean mm. what you don't what you don't usually see and it's only true because he's a hey he's a footballer for one of the biggest clubs in the world this is why it's getting media attention do you know what i mean and like obviously you know the alleged victim and stuff like it's it's awful right do you know what i mean like you you know depending on the outcome of this this is no this isn't going to end well for anybody do you know what i mean like yeah. these people never do um 
but I do think that this is this is a, a problem in our society. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. um, men and being violent towards women. Like do you know what I mean? In this case, like a a, a in a in a in a sexual way. Um, I don't know. It's just heartbreaking, man. Like I heard the voicemail. It was on um, or the voice note. It was on um, social and stuff. Yeah, kind of thing. And I I think like. I don't know. Obviously, you don't know the full, full context, and you do have to like wait and all this kind of stuff. But it's just it. What what was there just seemed pretty damning, and it and it's very. just very, very upsetting. It's just upsetting that you know, you know, even if it's not in this case, there are certainly lots of girls that are suffering of this. Do you know what I mean? Like, or are victims of this, and it's just it's just awful, and it just it's just a reminder that we've got to continue to keep educating and keep basically fighting the good fight to change the minds of men <laughs> to treat women better. Uh, and that's, that's basically it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's mad. Did you see the tweet that her dad put out? Like once, yeah. I think it was maybe like in the evening. And yeah. I, I, I was really disappointed. It's not like I expect yeah. her dad to be raging, but... Mm. There was there seemed to be a level of kind of backtracking um, and and putting it out there that you know it's 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 being seen as her phone was hacked and she didn't want this to get out there and they don't want him to get into trouble and it was it, yeah I was just like no this man has a real problem like it's this isn't something that you just kind of poo poo to one side because he's a millionaire and plays football and I can imagine the pressure that their family are under from various channels, not just the football club, but also his family as well. Yeah. You could see, I could just imagine it's like, if this guy no longer plays football, what all of what all of his community's hopes are for what he would provide for them would be placed on her shoulders, like she should be able to just brush this off. Not that this boy should be able to treat his girlfriend respectfully, not beat her up and not try and rape her. Like it's like it all comes onto her to keep his dirty yeah. secret. Then no, he needs to be punished, and also given severe, like proper counselling because he's twenty years old and you're doing this. Your level of entitlement and just treating a young girl so disgusting. It's like actually, if if he gets away with this, what demon is going to be unleashed into society? If he literally gets away with this, it's like this is disgusting. I, do, I wanted to cry. I was literally like, this is gross. I do think that that um I think that that was strategic the saying that the hat thing to protect her. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it was like necessarily backtracking, but like I think that that is that would be the narrative to go with. Do you know what I mean? Because unfortunately the way the way our society works if she if she is seen to have leaked it herself and this doesn't end in a conviction then she is the monster then right do you know what i mean and she has destroyed his career and she's done do you know what i mean so this is to alleviate any potential problems i I think I took it similarly to Auntie Nana. I thought maybe it was the start of a PR, not PR saying, I suppose it is PR move to kind of take the pressure off him that maybe she was feeling, I don't know if this was, um, I don't know. I just I just immediately jumped to the assumption that, oh no, she being pressured to kind of backtrack. And I felt it was maybe pressuring on her. I didn't think of it like that, that um, it was her dad was doing it to protect her. 
But I, I definitely was annoyed with the dad as well and thought, mm, why would you speak up and do that? Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't make your daughter look good. It was ill thought, even if it wasn't to protect her. Um, I think I was leaning towards, though this happens in society, there is a, if maybe we check the ratio, there, it happens, it does happen within sports a lot. And I think we, we can isolate sports. We have a lot of abuse in sports and, and it, it's the pressures of being successful in, in those are the things that I don't know if I'm even sound like I'm making excuses, but in that environment where we've talked about maybe in the music industry where there's the handlers, the managers don't do enough to protect their or um, be more like care in care of their charges rather than just letting them out and treating them like adults. The same isn't maybe the same needs to be looked at when it comes to sports, because, you know, you get people, you get young boys. We're talking about football, young boys from a young age who go to football camps and then progress into like football schools and they go off into um, camps around the world. And they're not, they've got these coaches who are just looking at those money cash bags and not really looking at their mental health, not looking at their mental stability. And you've got also people from maybe certain backgrounds where they've got a whole heap of money in their pockets and really being lauded as the next best thing and their position. And then the first thing to do is, execute, is, is show off their power to people that they perceive weaker than, than them. And usually it's women and stuff like that. So I don't, I think there's a problem within competitive sports, how they boost men's abilities, but is, is, it, is it in a very sexist kind of in quotes, alpha male way where there's no consideration to what it means to be a bit more empathetic and human because you need that kind of aggression to win do you know what I mean so I don't know if there's anything to explore on that and how do you create winners without boosting that aggressive side of things where their decision making when it comes to dealing with people that they seem lesser than them in a better way I don't know if I'm, if I'm making sense but yeah 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 it makes sense mm -hmm. I guess it would need to be studied but yeah there probably is something there probably is something about that um level of testosterone um, level of entitlement, being cushioned, and when they do wrong things, people covering it up, and yeah, there's definitely a culture of that. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if within his teammates, they think he's a little bit suspect with certain things. I wouldn't be surprised if that was already there. Were a bit aggressive, and uh, don't uh, from the text that went along with it, like this is what he does to me doesn't suggest that this was the first time. Definitely not. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We should no doubt revisit this story as it unfolds. Okay. Um, wrapping up now, what's made you sad, mad and glad this week, ladies? Is it me to go first? It yes. is you to go first. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess my sad this week is just like my heart going out to people that are like suffering silently and the news of um, the Miss America, no, Miss USA 2019, Chesley Christ, I think that's how you pronounce her name, or Christ, um, committing suicide from her block in New York. That also made me just think of how you would think she has her life altogether, 30 years old, an attorney, a correspondent for E, like an activist, but still is suffering to the point where she took her life. So that just really made me sad. Um, my mad is just ruining women's mental health by cheating and lying. And I really do think 
is on the level of a crime. And uh, like Auntie AK, when you spoke about like the the levels that that bastard guy went to to lie and and cheat, that to me I think is worse than somebody like stealing from a shop. Yeah. And so there should be criminal like repercussions. Like, I actually really do think it should be a crime. I agree. From like one month to five years in prison, yeah. I think for the damage that they caused to the individuals, yeah. it should be punished. It shouldn't be accepted that this is something that we all have to go through, male or female. I think cheating should be a crime. So that yeah. made me mad this week. Um, and then also, I'm glad that I got to party with my Evans family. Um, one of uh, my cousin-in-law's uh, husband had uh, his 40th and we stayed all together in a hotel and like partied the night away and that was really fun so that's my glad sounds fun auntie Shade. okay i don't i don't have a sad although what auntie nana said is true that's very sad as well um my mad is just generally rude people like i don't like them yeah <laughs> And then glad. My glad is the hashtag men with podcasts. Oh my god, it's given me so much joy. I thought it was just so hilariously funny. It's basically this hashtag that is um uh trending on uh TikTok and Instagram at the moment, and basically it is uh women using this beard filter and taking the piss out of alpha male podcasts and it's just just comedy gold really um so yeah it's just been cracking me up so yeah that's me and what's made me sad is yasmin chakifi who was murdered in made um sending love to her family um that was horrific um mm -hmm. really horrific and sending much big love to Auntie Farah. Um, today is a significant day for her. And that's made me sad as well. Um, and just, which ties into my glad, um, is that the UK is still playing catch up to America when it comes to TV shows for black folks. I mean, I'm gonna go into that in my glad. Um, and my mad is that um, last night I discovered a new McVitie's biscuit called Blissful. They are beautiful. And the title fits. It's like a little shortbread biscuit with this kind of, ganache hazelnut chocolate ganache it's freaking oh i love hazelnut and chocolate. oh uh, it's annoying but i'm what i'm glad about is that i didn't i there's hazelnut and there's caramel i bought them both and i shared them with my shout out auntie juanita who i was with last night um the hazelnut one beautiful and blissful the caramel tastes a bit fake so i was very so i'm also glad that though i indulged in about five of them i gave the packet over to Auntie Juanita and the caramel, which wasn't as nice. I will no longer be eating them because though they're beautiful and rich, the hazelnut particularly flavour, I they're too rich and I've started to feel like, okay, I could indulge and then throw up all my life. So though they are blissful, <laughs> I'm also glad that I realised my limitations. I, I hope, I well, I hope I haven't, anyway, anyway. But anyway, they're very good. If I put on, if I put on weight, it's because of what you've just done, so... Yeah. <laughs> And so this this makes me, you know, so I'm really actually so that's my mad. So I'm actually said that was a glad, but I'm actually mad that I discovered them. But I actually think I'm glad because I can resist them. Um, and also blissful McVitie's, hey, you know what I mean? Sponsor, you know what I mean? We're here. I could do a very oh, nice advert for you. <laughs> um, and also I'm glad 
and based on last night, I went out to Tatale, a contemporary Pan-African concept, telling stories through food and art and culture. And the chef is uh, who invited me down was a Kwesi Brenya Mensa, Ghanaian guy who's trying out Pan-African fusion foods. And it was really nice food, a really nice company. So I'm really glad Where I had that. It? Where is it in London? Went, I think he does it in different restaurants. Last night we went to the corner in Aldgate. So it was okay. a nice little thing. Um, so I, I don't know, because I, I think he's invited me before and I didn't get a chance to go. Um, so this, I, I actually don't know if it's in different places. So I was glad I went. It's not something that I usually do. So it's something different. That was nice. Um, and um, I'm about to attempt my transition to turning these into real sister locks. I ordered some pins from Amazon and... Um, Are you going to do it? I, I, yeah, gonna, I did a few. I've done a few and I it, it makes sense. I watched a YouTube video. Sorry, I wish I had the name to hand a few this video I watched. Just got to interlock it and see yeah. what happens. It's going to take me forever though so i need to find time to do it but i'm glad i'm starting i'm going to try it we'll see what happens and wow. my other glad which tied in with my sad is that the you in america there's actually a lot of black shows coming out in america i have a list somewhere and maybe i'll come back to them but there's a load of shows that are black focused black cast black written and america's doing well when it comes to representing black culture on screen that's it auntie yeah. Sade, what's your unpopular opinion or Hit list or um so uh, I was struggling because I don't I don't uh, yeah I was I was struggling with this one. The only thing I can really think of at the moment is and I know this is gonna be very specific, but I last year Marvel had literally oh. releases almost every oh am i am i am i boring i'm you? so sorry i thought i was on mute but i can't stop you and i've got i think i've got a habit of yawning my bad i'm sorry you're not boring me at all please <laughs> you just listen to my <laughs> i want you poised and alert I'm I'm listening, to hear what you're saying i want to know what marvel's done to you so basically with marvel last year we had loads of stuff right we had wandavision we had um hawkeye we had uh, low-key we had films in between and stuff like literally i had something to look forward to probably every month every other we had um even what's it called what's that called hawk not hawkeye oh my god the new winter captain soldier? yes that's it winter soldier which is so bad that everyone calls it winter soldier when it's really what's the one what's his name falcon Falcon, Falcon and the Winter yeah. Soldier. Yeah, He's basically, it should be more about him. But, it's not um, but there was something to look forward to every couple of months. Do you know what I mean? And like, I just feel like they should do that all the time. And I don't feel like they're doing that at the moment. I'm just a bit disappointed. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know it's COVID. I know money. I know pe getting people together. But I would like the shows to come out quicker. Um, do you know what I mean? Just so I can enjoy and actually just, you know, just escape from the harshness of life more regularly, please. That's my, yeah. Right, Thank right. you. We'll email this little yes. segment to Marvel please. and I'm sure they'll take your please on board. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching and listening. This has been Your Aunties Could Never. Please follow us on all the social media platforms. Watch us back on Facebook, YouTube, and now Instagram Live. Instagram. Listen to our episodes on most popular listening platforms. And specifically, if you listen on Apple, please leave your reviews. 
um, and comments, positive reviews and comments. And if you're listening on Spotify, please like and rate us. Help your aunties become rich aunties so we can be better aunties for you. <laughs> and I'm, in, I'm Auntie AK and I'm saying goodnight. Bye. Night, guys. Night, guys. And Okoye, yes, I agree. Yes, thank you for agreeing with me. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm we agree. Blade's coming. That's true. Yes. Wait. Uh, Bye, guys. Really, Bye. So it's not as this is not as easy signing off now with all of these different <laughs> things. <laughs> okay. I mean, you changed it. Yeah, I've got it. We're still live on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> We're still live on Facebook. We've got to stay in the Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.